cool. That logo's so clean. Oh, so good. It's mm. amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it actually is amazing. Oh. <laughs> I hate you, James. Bro, okay, quick side note before we start. Yeah. I was out getting pizza today with some friends of mine after work. And the guys were watching the game behind us. And I don't know if it was a home run or whatever. And Buddy was like, sheesh. And I kicked the whole restaurant. That's so crazy. We all did it, though. That's so crazy. But the unison was so clean. Like, but the thing is, I, the thing is, is that I feel myself like doing it with everyone, and mm -hmm. I'm like, why did I just do that? Why did I? Why did I do that? It was, it was a good so time, sense. though. Man. I've literally never seen that before, ever. What? Is, what is that? A I TikTok mean, thing? Yes. It's just yeah. ice in your veins. It's actually an NBA wow. thing. Wow, I'm so it's mad. An NBA thing. Thing. Yeah, it's an NBA. <laughs> it's an NBA oh, thing. Okay. Okay. It okay. just became a TikTok. Damn. I'm, Got like, it. When, when 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 you when you just said that, and I I said yeah, there's so many people that I was like, yo, no, it's not. He he don't really know where it's from. <laughs> Thank, thank you, James, with the correct with I, the correction. I got you. I appreciate that. For the but culture. what's good, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Should I Play That, your weekly podcast about video games and the culture and industry, or well, the industry and culture. See, I'm gonna get this like straight through one day, and it's just gonna happen. Uh, industry and culture surrounding them. This is episode 109, and I'm 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 one one of the hosts, Chris. A.K.A. SSJ Blackrod, A.K.A. Mr. Mucklock, A.K.A. The Great One. And it feels good to be back for another week, y'all. What's good? What's good, good Chris? Yo, it's, we're, it feels like we just we were just on for like three hours with Herb. So <laughs> I'm so I'm so like you know, but it's always a good time when we're here with Herb. So oh yeah, shout, it is. Shout out to Game Master Herb, uh, Three, Three Bears Gaming on yep. Twitch. Check don't them forget out, the Y. Don't forget the why, and uh, yo, it's 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 another week. But James, yo, what's good, man? I'm I'm, I'm feeling like sheesh today, man. I don't even know why. <laughs> I'm just feeling good. Um, it's been a nice day, a nice week, I should say. Played a couple of good video games. The NBA okay. playoffs are on. Yes. Go go Hawks. I'm just putting it out there. We're probably not gonna win, but hey. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna stop trying. <laughs> I was gonna say, but, but you're, you're gonna make it further than the Knicks. Now, granted, congrats, Knicks, for making the playoffs. Like, when was the last time we were here? But uh, yeah, Knicks are you know being Knicks right now. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Amen. Um, good what good was old Knicker. Knicker was it Knicker Bottoms? Is that what the, I don't like the whole, that. That's the, that's the term. <laughs> you're not gonna censor yourself. Knicker, knickerbockers. <laughs> we're gonna oh, let that one out. <laughs> like Yipes that's, used to say, that's what the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not really, though. Shout out to New York. I want to go visit one day. It'll be fun. But besides that's that, good. man, I'm good. That's good. That's good. Yo, Ron. <laughs> I just want to say that we're all black here. Um, <laughs> except for one. Yeah, except for one person right now. <laughs> Well, you got you got two out of the four. The, it's pretty obvious. You guess on the last one. <laughs> oh man, um, I'm doing all right though. It's it's been a good week. Uh, like James said, it's been some good weather outside. Um, you know, got got a nice view uh, from from my spot. You know, as as I you know. Oh, I, last week 
I did mention that you know I was going to hang out with family for the first time, and that happened oh, yeah. the last week. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. How was the Rod Squad doing? How are they? Uh, <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty. Good. I'm gonna say that you said you said that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was me. Yeah, I, I own it. <laughs> um, and uh, no, everyone was really good. Honestly, it was it was really really cool. Um, I'm not like a an overly like huggy person, but like I definitely enjoyed, you know, hugging uh, my my family on on that. It was great. It was my mom's birthday, and uh, she actually joined. I guess I can say this now. Uh, she actually joined a sorority. Um, finally, like she wanted to do that when she was uh, in school, but she didn't. Uh, she just wasn't able to uh, for some reasons um but now she was and she was able to do that and, and it was cool to celebrate that with her um so you know shout out to my mom as they say uh you know she she's great i definitely hugged her like five times for like 10 minutes each it was great it was fantastic um yeah man it's it was i don't know what else to say other than it was wonderful to see family finally so so wait so question real quick um yeah. So with her joining a sorority, like, does she have to like uh, step? <laughs> um, I don't know. So they the the one she that she joined, I yes, yeah, I don't know how all that goes. Like, yeah, I think you could say um, she's in the AKA sorority. Um, they step, so bro. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely step. <laughs> well, this, the thing is, like, with the whole ceremony that they did, um, so it was a lot of people in it as well. Um, they. Uh, we couldn't we weren't allowed basically it was like only because normally i think under normal circumstances without covid uh family can come and i think that's it like immediate family mm -hmm. uh but they wouldn't even allow that this time so it was mm -hmm. only the people who were um who were joining um but it was intense like they she had to do like you know she had to study do courses and stuff like this like it was like an actual it was school kind of um that like they don't just let you in you have to like actually know a lot of shit <laughs> so um that was really cool I'm, I'm very proud of her and it was just nice to celebrate that her birthday and just also all of like my my extended family like in georgia like uh, um a bunch of them some few uncle uh, my uncles my aunts uh you know it was it was cool it wasn't like too too big but it was like it was it was the crew who normally get together, and that okay. was that was neat, very neat. So yeah, it was it was a good week, good week for me. Good stuff. You know, you love to hear it. I'm I'm I'm, I, you love to hear it because like I know for you, you've been like you've been quarantined for this whole time. Yeah. So pretty much. Man, I, you're one of the I responsible ones, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't seen like I've seen my parents, but like I didn't. Like, I didn't touch them. Like, I never hugged mm -hmm. them or anything like that. Like, we, we were always masked up. Like, we were always kind of six feet apart. Um, so, you know, it was like I was stood in, their, in the driveway. <laughs> uh, and we talked. And it was, like, weird. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like that sort of thing where you say bye, but you don't, like, hug. And that, that feels strange. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't eaten in a restaurant yet, although I am working my way up to that. Um, I think I'm going to start with somewhere outside first. I mean, it's weird. Like, to go from, like, nothing to to normalcy is it's probably going to take a little bit of time for some and, people. And some. listen, and you and you live in you live in in, in Atlanta, so yeah, that, that's been open for like the last like year. So now, yeah. now it's full force. Mm -hmm. and like the traffic has has been like the worst it's ever been mm. in the last year. Um, right. I, I just go like just driving through the city uh, the other day. I was like, damn, it's a lot of people out right now. Yeah. 
that's that's kind of what I've seen and what I've heard. Like when I have gone out uh, to places, you know, um, occasionally and never for you know hardly for for pleasure. I'd say uh, usually for things that I need. Like of course I have to go to the store and things like that. Um, yeah, I've noticed that the the traffic was was really calm in the beginning. Maybe until like the summer months, like that early summer, mm-hmm. um, it kind of started to to come back because you know people were like, I'm sick of quarantine. I want to do things, and and that's exactly what they did. Um, and I mean, look, it, it's it's cool. It, it's it is nice to see that the city is coming back alive. People are getting you know shots, um, and and they're being safe. And the ones, um, and I I hope that the ones who aren't like are continue to be safe for for everyone else. And I think that's how what it's like how that's going right now. Um, the cases are going down nationwide. Uh, so I don't know about herd immunity. I think that might be a lost cause at this point. But yeah. I mean, but. You know, you got to kind of protect yourself and your your loved ones first, and hopefully everyone else follows. Because um, because I think people like they hear that, but they don't think being they're like, they're like oh that, that means I can't catch COVID now. No, like, right, yet, right, right. Like just just the other day, like I don't uh, oh like like two weeks ago, I had to help a store out because people well, people had COVID, and like after mm. the store I got clean, I had to go over and help out. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah, wow. people could still get COVID, it's still happening, yeah. y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's not over. The pandemic is slowing down, but it's not over yet. So um, I'm still masking up. Like, you know, if I'm, like, outside, if I'm, like, on a run or something, like, I, I'll have my mask, like, on me, but I won't be wearing it, obviously, because um, I'm, I'm already – I'm vaccinated and I'm safe. Um, I'm outside and I'm away from other people. Um, but when I'm walking in my building, I still have it on. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just me being – cautious and i try to be respectful of everybody around me i wish i could say the same for my some of my neighbors but you know whatever uh (laughs) but yeah uh other than that man pretty good week can't complain good stuff and and this week we have another special guest in a building the virtual building uh this week we have our twitch mod elena aka subject t what's good elena what's going on school ended so that's exciting then I start my summer job, and I'm going to be continuing to search for an actual teaching job. Hopefully, move out of this town into a bigger city. <sighs> it's a lot. You're ready, I was going to say you just you're just ready to leave leave your small town. That's good. I, small towns small towns suck. They do. Suck. They can. I don't yep. like the people from the town. Like I'm not going <laughs> to date anyone from this town. And everyone knows each other. Yeah. So. Mm. I just want to find a job and get out of here. That's that's good. And so, you know, like I, you know, it, it's been a minute since you've been on the show. Like, how how did you know wrapping up the school year? Like, how was that? Um. How, how well? How was the school year just in general for you? It was. I would say the fall semester of 2020 was really chaotic. Like, I was constant constantly filling in for other teachers because they were like leaving because they were sick with COVID and stuff like that and I didn't really have I was basically like an in-house substitute and then spring it kind of let up a little bit and then um, whenever our great quote unquote great uh, governor decided to say yeah you don't have to wear a mask anymore after spring break or the week before spring break we're like oh (laughs) shit (laughs) and so our school district initially said no we're gonna still wear a mask and then i would say 
after two to three weeks, he rescinded that and said, oh, no, it's optional now. Because other districts around our city were going optional. And hmm. so he cowered out and then stick to the guns and it went optional. But I still wore mine up until that last week because I'm in a portable building away from the school and I only went in there once to eat and then came back to my portable. So I was only around three-year-olds. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad. Dang, I don't remember... Um having like the portables for elementary schools <laughs> that was like a that was like a middle school high school thing the portables were supposed to be a temporary classroom that hopefully that they would add on to the other schools but that never really happened because they've no, been there it, yeah. since like the early 2000s oh yeah it's not going anywhere no yeah, that's, not, <laughs> that's locked in bro it is yeah. it's awful oh well what can you do? No. Nope. Well, it was good, good that you made it made it through the school year and everything. I know. Uh, excited to have you on for this week's episode. This week, of course, you know we we'll talk about some gaming news. Talk about all these all these gaming streams that happened last week. Uh, I, and I I missed most of them. <laughs> Honestly, I was I, like I saw them and I was like, eh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll catch I'll catch the articles after they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then after that, we're gonna talk about indie games because I feel like if, if you haven't listened to the show before. We are a gaming podcast. I love indie games. We love shouting out indie games. But I feel like there are some indie games that some people like just either never heard of or just doesn't really get. They don't really get the shine light. So th- that's what this is for. This this week we're gonna talk about a couple of games. But before we jump into all that, you already know what it is, y'all. Are you do you, do you follow us on our social media pages? Are you uh, are you are you are you part of the Facebook fam? Mm-hmm. No. Then mm-hmm. if you're not on Facebook, I understand because like if I didn't have to be on Facebook, I wouldn't be on. Facebook. But we're we're on Facebook. <laughs> should I play that? Um, this you know Facebook.com forward slash should I play that? Uh, let's let's build a community there. I want to do uh, like quizzes, polls, giveaways, yada yada yada. But y'all gotta be there first. So let's see you there. Let's see you on Twitter. Also, should I play that on Twitter? Should I play that on Instagram? Please uh, follow us. We're gonna be putting out uh, more content on those pages. And if you're part of the, 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 the 17 of y'all that are on our YouTube page, what hey. happened this past week? We actually uploaded a show. So thank you. <laughs> they, shout out to the one person. Shout out to you. No, so the one person that watched it on YouTube. Um, so, of course, you guys, if you're not you know, watching us live on Twitch, uh, which you should be, because once again, I want let's, let's do more interactions and stuff like that during the show. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, you can catch it on YouTube. Maybe I could put it on Facebook, too. I don't know. Let's, I'll, I'll work on some stuff. But we're, the content is coming. And, if, if I mean, for the audio listeners, like, I think y'all are solid. I appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, once mm, again. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, put reviews, share it with your gamer friends. Like, share it in a Discord. Like, people, 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 like, still mess with audio podcasts. But, of course, if you can't. If you, I know audio people, you can't see it, but um, we got a got a little upgrade on the stream. A got a little upgrade on the logo. So. Pop over to that uh, that YouTube channel and yeah. see the look for yourself. See the look for yourself, or of course catch us live on Twitch on Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. But yeah, 
I just wanted to shout all that out. Where, where can they do that? Where can they catch us live? Oh, on <laughs> SSG Blackrod. Oh, Twitch.tv forward slash SSG Blackrod. There and, it is. Uh, hey, listen. Everything is linked. If you find us on social media, you will get links to everything else. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is like a, this, this is like a, a, a new direction or a, a, a new newly reinvigorated Chris. That's just... Y'all, y'all, y'all. I feel it. The beast has been unleashed. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm really excited. So, um, with that, let's go ahead and jump into what we've been playing. So, uh, if if you haven't listened before, this is the first time, we like starting off the show with uh, just catching up on what we've been playing over the last week. So, James, my man, what you been playing? So, I'm only on one game this week and i'm actually kind of surprised i've been playing bio mutant um this is from thq nordic and experiment 101 uh this game has been on my radar for a few years now back when i first saw it um so this is an open world action rpg featuring a customizable anthropomorphic animal character guess that, that makes the most sense and um it, it has like a morality system it has um crafting systems it has loot it has um sword fighting gunplay it's basically like an amalgamation of all of the things that i enjoy in video games in one video game um but also comes with its own fair share of, of rough patches um so I've been trying to dive into it. I wasn't quite feeling it the first couple hours, but the more that I've I've delved in and the more that I've spent time with the game, there's actually a lot of content here, but not overbearingly amounts of an overbearing amount of content. Mm. Um, it's really intuitive. It doesn't have like a mini map that like guides you to every location, but at the same time, it's still very good about letting you know what you need to do next while still letting you explore at the same time. Uh, I guess I should back up from the beginning. So, the setting is post-apocalyptic Earth. Um, all the humans have killed each other. The animals have come out. They begin to evolve. And so now you're making your way through this world trying to save the world tree because that's the one thing that's standing between the Earth finally um, succumbing to the poison and the sickness and then, of course being able to continue on and you have the option of whether you want to help the tree or hurt the tree treat people good treat people bad that sort of thing and i've i've played two different save files i started out as a a sci freak as they call them or the mage class in this case you get different abilities like shooting lightning bolts or of freezing or like pulse freezing ice or using toxins to confuse enemies have them fight each other that sort of thing so it's a very um, in-depth combat system, but it's kind of held back by an odd targeting system. It's kind of held back by weird glitchiness where certain effects don't don't play out the way they should. So it's a lot of give and take with this game. But at the time of this recording, I believe they just dropped a patch a few mm-hmm. hours ago even. I have mm-hmm. not been able to test it out myself to say what's been fixed or what hasn't. But I've heard that it's um, it's fixed damage scaling. It's fixed a lot of the glitches, so I'm looking forward to it. 
Um, and when I was playing the side freak, I was playing on the good side of things, but then I ended up actually glitching one of the main quests so I couldn't progress. Mm. So I ended up jumping back to the beginning. I picked up a gunslinger. I made him evil. And gunslinging is hilariously fun in this game. Um, the AI is not the most intelligent I've ever encountered. It's really easy to kite, and they will just follow you in circles until they die. So, so again, it has its weak points, but at the same time, it's still such a fun, almost zen-like experience of traveling out into the world, coming across a random mount, finding some rare loot in the bottom of like a, uh, a dungeon, or even just in the ruins of the old world, you find like a treadmill in somebody's house, and that increases your agility stats, or you can find um, little puzzles in the form of things like microwaves, or telephone booths, and the whole world has this funny way of like, of trying to explain what these things are. Like instead of a telephone, it's like a, a ping pong booth, or a ping ding booth, or something like that. Or uh, instead of a treadmill, it's a run board. So all the characters have these little funny names for the things that we all know in, um, in our day-to-day -day lives. And they also speak with kind of that, uh, that early Banjo-Kazooie gibberish kind of style. Mm. Or instead of like words like that kind of thing, oh, so there's like no voice acting. There is voice acting. There's a narrator oh. who translates all of it, um, and he'll pop up along your journey and be like, you know, that mountain looks kind of interesting. Or if there was some way you can get across this goopy lake or that kind of thing. So it's a very ambitious project. I think is the word I'm looking for. Ambitious in scope, ambitious in its ideas, but probably needs just a little bit more focus in order to really nail down all these parts. But um, from what I've been playing the past maybe like eight hours or so of gameplay, I've had a lot of fun with it. Hmm. So if any of that stuff interests you, I would definitely implore you to check on the uh the updates see what's been fixed what's been patched i think that um it's not broken to the point where i wouldn't recommend that you play it but it also is something that i don't you might want to wait on paying the full price for hmm. yeah <clears throat> yeah th this is interesting to me because uh such i mean and this has been said over and over and over again but this was done by a really really small team um of i believe the core the core devs were, or the core team was like 20 people deep, I think, something like that. Wow. Um, outsourced by, I think, another 40 or so people. So, I mean, to have a project on this scale and scope that, like, is barely goes over 60 is pretty impressive, just the fact that they got it running at all. Mm -hmm. um, but this has been long, long gestating. Uh, this, game, this project has been out there in the wild, apparently, for a really long time. I actually did not know this existed until, like, a few months ago. Mm. Um, and I only found out about this because they started kind of ramping up the marketing, and I thought it looked like a like a very pretty game. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of interested in it, but ended up, I, I just got busy with other stuff, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just wait and see on that. And the reception seems pretty pretty muted um but it does kind of skew in the direction of what you're saying like people there are people out there kind of in finding enjoyment on it so it's not like a super home run but it 
there's enough there. It's it has potential. It's a basically. solid double if we're going baseball um, terms. <laughs> it's a solid double. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. The thing about the narrator actually caught my attention at first because of course that's reminiscent of something like Bastion. There it is, um, and I was like, <laughs> all right, um, like how how good is it? And so there was I was kind of watching a little bit of gameplay on this just because I was curious mm -hmm. and. It's like, so the people will be talking, like the, they'll do like the little chirp, 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 like their animal sounds, and then like the narrator will literally like recite what they say, like you know, oh, he said go to the mountain over there or whatever. Right. And I'm like, why don't you just like have them say that then? <laughs> like, why have that? And I just didn't understand the purpose of the animal voices at that point. It was like a stylistic choice. It's not like a, a deal breaker or anything. Mm -hmm. But but I think that's representative of like of a bigger question that I had. That seems like from what you're saying and from other impressions that I've been getting is that like there's a lot of uh, questionable decisions or things that don't feel like fully fleshed out all the way. It's like mm -hmm. they took took a smorgasbord of like all the hottest trends right now and said "Ooh, we like breath of the wild we like bastion we like this and that and like they took all these pieces from from a lot of these games and sort of like smashed them together and some stick and some don't sounds like mm -hmm. um i guess that kind of works though just with the, the whole concept of the title at all as being like this this hodgepodge this mutant of all the things mm -hmm. that came before you you know you're right right so it kind of yeah. does work and to answer your question about the narrator, my thoughts are it's cheaper voice acting wise. You hire one main voice actor to handle all of the line work. And you have like three or four of your friends that are working on the game with you just make a bunch of random noises and put them on the animals. That's actually pretty, that's genius, that's smart. I, apparently, I, I do wonder, oh go ahead James. I was going to say, apparently, at the time of this recording, the patch allows you to decide mm -hmm. if you want to hear both or just hear the narrator, and then mm -hmm. also the, like, the frequency in which they appear. So, they've, they've heard concerns, which is really cool. It's only been out, like, not even a week, and they've already dropped them, like, a major patch to fix the game. So Yeah, yeah. I was reading through some of those patch notes, um, and I mean, even not having played the game, uh, it, it seems pretty significant. Like, a lot of the things that they were dropping like that so um yeah it it sounds it sounds interesting mm -hmm. for sure like i'm definitely i'm curious it seems like a good <laughs> it seems like a good game pass game is what i was going to say <laughs> um i would not disagree with you this takes yeah. me back to like those those like random ps2 games you'd find you like i didn't know about this it's not great but i'm enjoying myself yeah like it's it's not it's not, um, this isn't like Grand Theft Auto Vice City or San Andreas, but it's a solid GTA, like that kind of thing. Right. Like some part of me kind of like takes a step back and is like, okay, obviously this doesn't have the manpower of like 18 studios and like 30,000 people working on it. Mm -hmm. Like there's only so much that they can realistically do. So it's like, I'm almost, I don't want to punch down on them and then be like, you know, oh, this shit sucks. Cause I, I don't get the impression that it sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, at least that, not that it's awful or anything. Um, it just seems like it, they could be tightened up in a few areas. Tightened up on level three as, I don't know if you guys remember those old video game commercials where the kids were like testing games and they were like, uh, <laughs> there's like a dude in the background like, hey kids, like what should we do to make this game, this this uh, this level better? And the kids are like, I think this needs some 
tightening up on level three. It was like a really <laughs> mainstream way to like communicate. It's is like this... a really stupid way to simplify game development. And, Go ahead. And it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like gamer talk. Like how like you know hackers yeah. are like, oh, I'm, I'm breaking through their mainframe. <laughs> and they're, just ta- they're just tapping on the keyboard. Almost, <laughs> almost through the firewall. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's not like, you know, it, it seems like they could, it could oh, do God, some, I just, some... I just had a flashback. Remember the <laughs> movie Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Oh, oh right, right. Oh man, yes. Grandma's boy. Yeah, y'all don't watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were going somewhere it's, with that. No, no, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it was oh, okay. It was a product of the time to be sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's cool that they're that this is getting some polish. Um, you know, maybe I'll take a look at this a little bit later. I'm certainly intrigued. Just like kind of, there are some games I'd like to play sometimes just from an academic sense of like point of view mm-hmm. to just like, like understand something like why something is and this might be one of those titles for that um but yeah <laughs> yeah it's good to hear your impressions yeah also shout out to design team whoever like designs that the animals and the monsters in this game because it ranges from like oh that's obviously like a mutated ferret so what the fuck is that <laughs> like real quick I mm. I I was unsure if I was gonna like save the world or burn it, but after seeing some of these monsters, burn the whole thing. I don't want it no more. <laughs> Y'all can go. <laughs> Oof, like it's it's good. It's scary, but it's good. But yeah, that's all I've been playing this week. So, okay. uh, who's up next? Oh, so so uh, I I we normally go guest first, but like I saw that you had one game, so sort of wanted to. <laughs> You know, knock that Let out. Let me do before, my thing. Before we jump, yeah, before we jump into to all these other games. But, uh, Elena, what you been playing? Uh, mainly the Overwatch event, the anniversary event. And did you guys talk about, uh, Overwatch 2? We did. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I cannot. Tell me about I mean, it. Feel, feel, feel free to, yeah, what do you think about it? Feel free to jump in. I am so glad 2CP will hopefully be gone. Hopefully they stick mm-hmm. to that. One tank, after a few games playing with Rod and competitive, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of glad that there's one tank because this double shield shit is annoying. So It's true. So wait, the um, the new Compass Live and current Overwatch? No, uh, for Overwatch 2, they're going to reduce it down to 5v5 and then it'll just be one tank instead of two. Right, I remember hearing about that. I thought you said you were doing that this week. No, okay. no, no. She was just saying, like we were grinding out the Overwatch event this week, and um, and we were dealing with a lot of like in comp, we were dealing with a lot of double shield. Oh, meta. got you. So we were just like, "Fuck this! We can't wait for one tank." <laughs> I'm I'm tired of shooting shields. Yeah, I don't blame you. That this, could get annoying. Yeah, but other than that, I've been dabbling in Bloodborne two. Two again, but on my own with zero help from Rod, and I cool. still get lost. But that's okay. Yeah, but you're kicking ass though. Okay, so I didn't one shot Cleric Beast like I did the first time, and that made me really mad, and it hurt my ego a little bit. Mm. But then you came back better and stronger than ever and killed it, didn't you? <laughs> After I quit playing for like a couple days, because I was really mad, because I got him down to like fifteen percent health left and I died I was like 
you know, fuck this. I'm playing Overwatch. <laughs> you, you adapted. You adapted. You learned. That's the soul's ethos, baby. I, That's what you got to do. But I did. I think I did beat Gascoin in two. And I was parrying. Oh, nice. I parried nice. the fuck out of him. Like, I got really good with my gun. Yeah. And now I'm stuck on Bloodstarve, which is pissing me off. I'm out of resources, so I have to go grind. Yeah, grind a little bit. Buy Molotovs. You'll be good. But I can parry him, but after stage two, I can't parry him as well anymore, or not as reliable, and I get too hooked on that. So what prompted um, this playthrough, the second playthrough? Because you and I have been, like you said before, you and I have been doing a playthrough, which we haven't finished nope. yet. We're at, like towards the very end yep. uh, of that. Um, so we've done most of the game up to that point, but what prompted you to go back on your own and, and replay some of this stuff? Because we missed out on talking to Eileen the Crow, and that made me really sad because I want her weapons and I want her clothes. And that made me so sad, so I decided to replay Bloodborne just so I could finish her quest. I could think of worse ways to spend your time Fashion playing Bloodborne born. again, to be honest. Nice. Yeah. Fashion... Yeah, fashion souls, fashion born. Yep. You know, I just want a um, weapon, man. That's so cool. Blades of Mercy, what a good name. Yeah, I really like Lady Maria's weapons better, but yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> well, hey, I like both of them for just like regular Bloodborne, like just through the main thing. Cool name, Lady Maria with the DLC. That's sick as fuck, and she's awesome. Yeah, but she is. Other than that, I've been playing Pokemon and I realized that I didn't do a side side quest in the Crown Tundra DLC and I think it's bugged because I can't find Sonya anywhere she's like the new professor or whatever and I can't find her because you're supposed to talk to her and you'll find uh, three new legendaries once they new they're from previous regions but I can't find any of the footprints or anything so I don't know if my version is bugged or not hmm. Hmm. I have no idea I haven't played any of the DLC I, me either I've started them and I'm like eh okay I, I, I literally started import all my old Pokemon from Poke was it Pokemon Park was it called now like what is it? I don't know Pokemon Home, Home. Yes. Oh. I import all the Pokemon that, that just got updated and I'm like cool all, all, all of my trade killers are home. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, I'm just excited for the new Pokemon games coming out in November and in January. I'm excited. I'm down for the remake. I'm still not sure about this Arceus thing. Well, Chris, you do, you look unenthused. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> about that. Like, aren't you like a big Pokemon dude? No. I, I am. <laughs> but. It's not as big um, as me. See, you have the patience to to go through all the bullshit. Like I, that was that, like I've done that, and like I don't want to do it again. I am, I am, I am, I am super casual now. Like Pokemon, oh, you're like me. <laughs> so, so Pokemon has like gotten like this weird uptick in like the last like five years, where hmm. people were just like people were playing the game again, and that's great, that's perfect. But I feel like now that there's, I mean, I feel like now that there's so many, so much eyes on the franchise, they got to do a better job with like. You know, just the, just the overall game. Like I, like one of the games I'm gonna talk about later is I'll just I'll just I'll I'll, I'll sort of like save me like trash talking Pokemon Sword and Shield <laughs> later. But um, 
I do God wish damn. that Pokemon Company would follow in the footsteps of Pokemon Go with their events because their yes, events yes. are monthly and they're always different and they always add some new things to it or new gimmicks or whatever. But so so then I don't know what it is. Is it is it Game Freak like not wanting to change up thing? I mean they they they. I feel like they want to change things, but like the the pace that they're doing it at is so slow that I think they're just afraid of like I guess the backlash for change for the franchise. But um, honestly, I think honestly, it's I because like... they're putting more people onto the other two games or three games rather than onto Sword and Shield that's been out for like two three years. And I think well, what I'm po- Sword and Shield is... is like the prototype for Arceus. Is my theory. If yeah. that's the case, I and, really don't want it. Oh, so you, yeah, yeah, interesting. So you didn't you didn't like the like the open world of like the um the wild area idea wild area. is cool. Yeah, yes, I do like that. But everything else besides the wild area in that game is subpar at best. So I don't think they're going for no. that in Arceus. Like, at least not from what I got gleaned from what... I mean, we don't know shit about it, honestly. But from, like, that two-minute trailer, like, I got the feel that they were like, hey, we're taking that wild concept mm-hmm. from Sword and Shield, and we're making that into its own game. Yeah, that's what I got. And that... Like, that's... I thought the wild stuff... As someone who wasn't paying super close attention to the media for Sword and Shield, like, I actually thought the wild stuff was, like, the game. <laughs> and I was really excited about that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were laughing, James. I was like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Sorry, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, to me, yeah, it does. That's not enough for a game for me. Gotcha. But I understand. Continue. Oh, no, that, that was it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm interested more in the Arceus thing. I mean, I guess the remake is... I haven't played the... The, whatever the remake is, Sapphire, Pearl, Diamond, whatever. Diamond, like, I don't, Pearl. Diamond, Pearl. Yeah. Oh, James is so offended. He was right. no, I, yeah, I, no, I haven't. I haven't played any. I played Blue, Gold, and Y. Mm-hmm. I would say, and that's it. I was in that same that. boat. I've only played a little bit of Red because I borrowed someone's uh, Game Boy Color back in the day, mm-hmm. and then I played X. Yeah, like I'm I'm a that was I'm it. a filthy I'm a filthy Gen Oneer. Like that's all I know. That's all I care about. I'll take even two fifty six. Like I'll take that. Um, mm-hmm. After everything after that is like I don't have no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, man. I, personally, Diamond and Pearl was like my favorite region. I hear that. I hear that a lot, and that's kind of why I'm interested in it. But like just conceptually, the Arceus game or whatever, mm-hmm. like. That, to me, is such a new... Like, the remake, I think, will be cool. Like, I think that would be neat, a, a nice experience for people to have. But I feel like that's a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know what I'm getting out of that. And the other game, The Legends, is more new. It's more of the, quote-unquote, upgraded, like, console experience that I... I hesitate in saying that. But, like, you know, it's more of the experience I was expecting to have with Sword and Shield. Basically, honestly, if, if this if they had made turn this remake into like a Let's Go, I would have been more excited about that. Ooh, I like Let's Go. A lot of people didn't, but I yeah. did. I, I, I if, if I was gonna replay through the game, I'd rather do what they did with Let's Go and like make it like the same experience, but <clears> you're playing it as like a separate person, so you see like the main characters like running around in the, you know, mm. the environment, but um. Yeah, like, Let's Go was so much of a, like, it was a nice experience. Like, I know people were like, yeah. oh, it's so different. Shut up. 
Shut up. Like, it wasn't. It, it really, exactly. It really wasn't. And so, like the changes that they made, like whenever they, whenever they make quality of life changes in Pokemon games, so you, you have like the like the the vocal minority like com- complaining about it, and I think that's what Game Freak freaks out about. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, no, we love change. Like Let's Go was actually pretty fun. Um, yeah, I, I, no. At that point, I would, I was really looking forward to seeing them do like a Let's Go Johto, uh, you know, or yeah. let's, let's Go like you know Gold and Silver, Let's Go Diamond um, yeah. Pro, just do Let's Go, yeah, yeah, with the rest of them. I that would be fine. That would be perfect. Yeah, I can do without the motion control Pokeball catching though. Yeah, I could do without that too. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't yeah. really like or care for that stuff. Mm. Everything else sounds cool though. I do want to ask you real quick before we hop, uh, hop topics here though, James. Um, what, what what makes this region the best? I, I'm just curious. I, I always hear that, but I, I don't know why. You know, that's a really good question. I just think that, again, it's been a while, so I'm probably, like, rusty on my knowledge of the region. But I just really like the layout of everything. It was varied enough that I could go from, like, a lush forest to a quarry to a snow-capped mountain. And most Pokemon games do that, but it felt organic. Um, and personally, I just like the Pokemon designs in this one. Um, Infernip is my favorite fire type starter, period. Um, even Empoleon and Torterra, like, I've, I've never really been a huge fan of grass types, besides, like, maybe Venusaur, but Torterra was fire. Um, you end up getting Garchomp in this game, you got Rampardos in this game. There was just a lot of really cool designs. There were solid designs in this game. There really was. The gym- like, Luc- like Luc- Lucario. Lucario. Like, that's the biggest one. Oh, that's where he's from. Okay. Yeah, that's where yeah. he's from. The gym leaders were cool. The champion was clean. Like, Cynthia wasn't no Cynthia, joke. I think, like, to me, out of all the champions, Cynthia was, like, the most, like, intimidating. Mm-hmm. More than Red? Easily. Yes. Easily. Oh, man. I still think that, like, the whole mythos behind Red is, like, unintentionally cool as fuck. Like, I don't think that they actually meant for it to be that cool, but it's actually fucking awesome. And I, I agree with that statement. Uh, yeah. Like, isn't he cool. supposed to represent you as a player, like in that universe? Because you're the I one mean, that's beating. Because aren't you the one that's beating all these champions? And so he represents you, but in the Pokemon universe. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could, yeah. And then even like sure. that awesome moment in like Gold and Silver, where you make it to make it to the top of the yes. mountain, and he's just waiting yes. for you. He's just, wait- dude, he's, like, just waiting, and it's all the fucking Pokemon that, like, you probably, like, the most powerful ones from, from that region, mm-hmm. and they're all leveled as fuck. Like, that, I don't know, and that he doesn't even say anything. That's the, that's fucking that was, Yeah, he was awesome. you know his You know, his Pokemon have, have been, like, I think, like, the level his Pokemon were in that game, it was, like, the highest, like, we've ever seen yeah. in his Pokemon, so. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something about that that's was really cool. Like, like I'll always, I'll, that'll be, like, one of my most cherished, like, child video game memories mm-hmm. is just getting to that because I wasn't expecting it at the at that time and I just remember that blowing my little fucking mind like oh my <laughs> right? god yeah um, very cool very cool but I think you should check it out Roddy I think you'd enjoy Diamond and Pearl I probably will I, yeah, who knows what else is coming out this fall for, for anyone so yeah. I'll, I probably will yeah not a lot of options uh, here <laughs> yeah what, you don't think uh, Halo's gonna come out the end of in I, November? No. I, 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 I actually, I actually think Halo is the only thing I expect to see this fall. Maybe Forza Horizon, but I that that to me isn't promised. Like I, I don't know. You really think um, we're getting Halo this fall? 
I do. I, I do think that we're getting that. I don't think that they're missing another year. Um, I feel like that... That game has to be content complete. It must have been content complete when they delayed it. That's kind of why it, it, it shook me so much when, like, it was delayed a full calendar year. Mm. There's, there's no way they're, they're changing, like, the bones are in place for the game. Like, there's not much that they can do with just raw content. Like, you could change certain things here and there, I'm sure, but you're not changing the story wholesale, like... I, or anything fundamental about the gameplay. Like, the grapple hook will still probably be the thing. Mm -hmm. Like... You know, maybe you can insert some volumetric lighting here or some ray tracing there on the Series X or something like that. But, like, you can make it pretty, but I, I don't think you're changing the core of what that thing is. I yeah, think they're totally really forgot. fixing up the Xbox yeah, is, One version. Yeah, because uh, it's cross-platform still, right? Yep. It's still cross-platform. They need to go ahead and drop that. But, um, nope. Not for another two know. more years, bro. Easy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the that's the dream, but I do understand. Like you know, they have to sell they have to sell this game. They want to sell it to like a large install base. Like you're not going to put it exclusively on next gen right now, even though that sucks. Um, but yeah, that's the scenic route to say that I think Halo's coming, and that's literally all I have faith in. I thought Horizon might come, but honestly, at this point, I have no idea. I have no idea. But we'll get to that as well. Yeah. Um, I guess it's my turn. Mm -hmm. Talk about what I've been playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah what's been playing. All right, so I'll blast through these games real quick. Um, Famicom Detective Club. So I finished the second game, The Girl Who Stands Behind. I think that's the actual name. Uh, mm -hmm. And that is the second in the duology. Uh, I finished The Missing Air last week. I think I mentioned that briefly on the episode mm -hmm. um, last week. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Same with Girl Who Stands Behind. I actually think that this one was slightly better for a few different reasons. Uh, number one, I think that the storyline is uh, more intriguing throughout, whereas I think Missing Air gets interesting about maybe like a halfway through, not, not halfway through, but like approaching that halfway point where things start to kind of come together. Um, and Girl Stands Behind kind of starts with a bang, and it also has a supernatural tinge to it. So if you're into like X-Files or just like anything, uh, I don't know, spooky, um, it, you might actually dig that angle. Um, and I, I think that's really neat. Um, other thing, too, is that the animation, for some reason, seemed way more smooth, and it seemed like a, a, like a lot more of it. Um, in The Missing Air, there was a lot of um, it, beautiful animation, but a lot of it is static. It's a lot of people kind of, like, standing in one place and talking to you as you're uh, wandering around the Japanese countryside, uh, questioning people and presenting evidence and whatnot. Um, but in... The girl stands behind. There's a lot more of actual action happening. There's a lot more like running, and uh, you know, there's uh, things happening on screen. It's almost like it's animated in some parts, like genuinely animated uh, all the way through, and that was really cool. Uh, as someone who plays a lot of these sort of point-and-click adventure games, like that's that's always really nice to see. Um, and the voice acting is really solid too. Um, and also, the thing that I loved the most is that the logic made sense for like 95% of it. <laughs> Whereas in Missing Air, there were so many, there were several obtuse moments where I'm just like, what the actual fuck do you do here? I actually have no idea. Um, but I, it was nice to not get super stuck or as stuck as everybody else seemed to get on certain things because, I, again, I play a lot of these games, so I'm used to, like, clicking a bunch of shit and finding out what works in which order. Um, so I, I really, really liked it. So um, I would highly recommend these games, honestly, both of them. Um, if you can only play one, if you only feel like committing to one, I think Girl Who Stands Behind is is the one to do. It's also a prequel 
that goes directly into Missing Air, even though Missing Air released first in like 1988, I think, and Girl Stands Behind was like 89. Hmm. Um, so it's really cool. Like I said last week, it's really nice to kind of see gaming history and be a part of that, especially for this genre that I really, really love. Um, and then I'll be playing more of when Great Ace Attorney comes out, like in a few months. Uh, you know, I, it's it's cool to see where all of that comes in and it's pretty mature for a nintendo game don't forget this is a straight up nintendo title um like this was uh developed or the remake was developed by this company called mages but um nintendo made this and they put this out and it's like kind of grisly at some points and Mm. it kind of like shakes you in in some parts and you're like oh yeah nintendo is uh yeah, if anyone tells you they're for kids, that's not entirely true. <laughs> so um, it's it's pretty neat to see that. Um, so really, really enjoyed my time uh, with with this uh, these pair of games. Oh, and by, before I go to the next thing, I talked about this this game and didn't even like explain what the plot even was for this. The idea behind it is that um, you're investigating a case there's a girl who shows up dead um in like a riverbank and she it goes to the school this high school um and you start investigating the school turns out that there is a rumor that there is a girl who stands behind people basically and uh and i know that sounds silly but like it's actually a lot more creepy than it sounds uh but like when like people are at school alone like they kind of always feel like people are watching them and like even the adults believe it it's not just a kid's thing Mm -hmm. um and people start having accidents around the school nobody knows why and then uh, there begins to be other murders involved eventually. Um, and it just is, it, you get wrapped up in a, a conspiracy that is, uh, it, it spans, it, it, a really good story to me, kind of, it always keeps you, it not only keeps you guessing, but it, it wants to, it wants you to kind of play along as the detective. You do feel like you're trying to solve the case alongside the actual protagonist. The worst thing is when you think you figured something, you know you figured something out before the character does. And at that point, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm. Um, That actually didn't happen. That happened in Missing Air. Like, to me, I kind of guessed everything really early on uh, and just kind of watched it play out. It still was entertaining in that way. But here, um, in this game, I I had an idea, but I wasn't quite certain how all the pieces fit together. So that made the mystery really exciting and intriguing for me. I was like, okay, well, how could this person be a suspect in this instance if they da 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 da? So uh, that was really neat, and it was cool to be involved in something like that. So definitely recommended if you're interested in just a really nice story with some great animation and music to it. Um, the next game I've got is Virtual Fighter Five Final Showdown. So this actually just released as of this recording uh, yesterday. So it's been out for like 24 hours now. Um, but uh, well, technically, I guess it's been out for like 10 years uh, <laughs> because it is Virtual Fighter Five straight up. It is it is that game. Um, I am a Virtual Fighter uh, fan. I really love the series. This is probably in my mind the best 3D fighter uh, out there. Uh, it is uh, so precise. If you don't know, Virtual Fighter is actually based on real combat moves uh, or combat styles. Uh, so they've actually based it on on actual techniques that you would see in real life, which is pretty cool. Um, I'll say, it, I don't know. He, that, that guy just jumped up really high up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> he's he's a ninja. So <laughs> oh, you talking about Kage? Yeah, yeah. Kage, Kage is that that dude. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it's really awesome, really diverse uh, character set. Uh, the the unique thing about this is that <laughs> I love this fighting style. 
The, the, the cool thing about this is that um, the Yakuza series, uh, or the, the Yakuza developers, um, actually used their engine to help develop this game. Now, it did, they didn't do anything with the gameplay. The gameplay is completely Virtual Fighter. It's identical to the old game that has been out, which is great. I did not want it to change. Um, and so I think, James, you were telling me before that you thought it was the engine, and I got, like, really worried because I was like, oh, God, like, don't fuck with a perfect thing. Mm -hmm. um, but really, they just used it to, to give it a new coat of paint. That's really all they did. Mm. Um, and it looks great. I mean, if you've played any of the later Yakuza games, like 6 or 7 uh, or Judgment, like, those games look spectacular. And uh, Virtua Fighter Five is just like those. Um, I would say probably more like 7 and Judgment, really, uh, in terms of just visual fidelity. So all the character models look really awesome. Uh, Vanessa, who is, like, one of the fucking best animated fighting game characters I think I've ever seen in my life, like, is just... It's just excellent. Even if I'm getting my ass whipped by a Vanessa, like it, I'm not even mad because like she looks amazing. Uh, just the way that like they've they've animated her, um, and yeah, I I really like this. This is a pretty bare bones package. Um, you know, you get uh, an arcade style thing, so you go through like a round robin of like seven, eight people. And then I don't even think you get cutscenes in this. Actually, I think it's just like based on score. I might be wrong about that, uh, but. Uh, you get also like offline play, of course, and online play and training, and that's it. You, it's it's very no frills uh, type of thing. Um, and one of the cool things I do like that this game does is that on the main menu, it actually has replays, like random replays from actual like human players against each other on the ranked to online mode. Really cool idea. I can't believe that we haven't seen that implemented on any other fighting game quite yet. But that's wait, really neat. Wait, so in the, in the menu, you see this? Yeah, main menu. Like, when you first boot up the game, mm -hmm. like, you're just, like, kind of sitting on the menu. Um, in the top right-hand corner, for, it picks up maybe, like, more than a quarter of the screen. But it's just, like, a live replay of, of a match. Like, just randomly. It's, it's, just, it's really cool. It's actually pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it's extremely cool. You might see something, um, like, that you like and want to try. Or, like, ooh, you know, Jeffrey looks cool. I'll try him. Or, wow, Jackie actually doesn't suck. I want to try him. So... Uh, things like that. It, it's pretty nice. Are you guys Virtual Fighter fans, or have you ever played the franchise? I've played it, but I've never been like super like heavy in it. Like, like I mean, like you said, it's a different type of fighter. Um, mm -hmm. Like coming from like Tekken, like I play. I, I'll say I have, like 3D fighters. Like that's like my go-to is Tekken for that, and mm -hmm. it, it's it's pretty different. Like this one, like you said, is really precise. You really have to sort of know what you're doing when playing this. Mm -hmm. So. I, I, you know, I, it's, it's free. PlayStation Plus. Shout out to you know PlayStation Plus for that. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I have no problem like trying it out and playing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it's worth a shot. Um, especially PS Plus. Might as well um, grab it. See if you like it. It is extremely deliberate. That's the word I would use for this. Um, you know, you definitely want to know. I mean, but button mash away. You know, but but it you, there are it, there are definitely precise movements uh, and presses that you want to make and just paying strict attention. That's that's kind of what I love about the series and why I think it's so so good. Uh, it relies less. It, you compare. You said uh, you know Tekken is your thing. Like Tekken is more like a. Um, focus on juggling like in mm -hmm. the air kind of mm -hmm. and virtual fighter is very much not about that kind of getting in like your licks where you could get them um so definitely different design philosophy uh, but i think you might enjoy it so definitely check that out if you're interested i heard a lot of discourse about that game about its net code 
Um, I have as well. I actually haven't had any issues. So the the whole the hubbub about it is that there's been there's no rollback netcode, yeah, which is one. what which is what um, Guilty Gear Strive uses, and that's actually why it feels like pristine. Um, and that's the best netcode that you can have. Um, uh, it this doesn't have rollback, um, but I actually personally now I I might be a unique case because I'm hardwired into fiber internet, so you know I have pretty just good connections, um, mm-hmm. but I haven't experienced much like lag or anything on my end. So um, I know I did hear a lot of worry about that beforehand, but since it's been out, I haven't seen too much more uh, complaining. Um, but. Hopefully, uh, this is, like, Sega's opportunity to, like, dip their toe back into the series because I've been wanting another Virtual Fighter for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's nice that I can actually play this on a console that I actually have plugged up because, you know, I don't have my PlayStation, you know, 3 plugged up anymore. In fact, I think Virtual Fighter 5 might have been... I think it was PS3. I think, I think. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. That's pretty much it for Virtual Fighter. The last game I want to talk about real quick is uh, called Scarlet Nexus. Mm. James, you played this demo, didn't you, as well? Very briefly, but yes. Okay. Um, so this is an anime <laughs> game. Um, <laughs> you can't say it like that. Man, this is, like some, this is some anime bullshit. <laughs> now, I, 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 will say, I will say that, like, the game... No, the game itself is actually kind of cool. Like, I, I actually liked playing the game like anime i have no fucking clue what is going on in this game <laughs> at all like i tried to like isn't that the best oh my god so it's just very much it's you know it's one of those like it's one of those experiences where like you have like you look at the character and you just know how they're going to sound before they even open their mouth mm. like it's it's one of those type of things um and i played it twice as well because it's a it's a dual narrative right right so I actually played the lady first because I heard a lot of people say, "Hey, you should play her because it's like a it's a smoother combat experience." Like, then if you go with the guy first, and I was like, "Okay, sure." So I played her um, and thought she was cool, but you know, again, didn't know what the fuck was going on. Something about like you're in a military task force, mm-hmm. and there are monsters. The world is fucked up. You do something called a brain dive. It's very anime. Like, if you like anime, you'll probably like this. Um, but like it's, but the idea though is that these these enemies are out in the world, and you have four different abilities that you can switch between at all times. And between the lady and the guy, um, there they have four different abilities. So I think K- K- uh, Kaede or whatever her mm-hmm. name is, uh, she has um, she has like I think ice. No, she has like, she has electricity. I think she can turn invisible. Mm-hmm. Where she can see invisible things or something like that, but the the point is like the teammates like you actually have like AI who are fighting around you. So it's to give you an idea, it's like an action RPG, mm-hmm. um, so j- like a Kingdom Hearts. Just to um, to yeah. add on to what you're saying with the teammates, they're the ones that give you those powers. Mm-hmm. So you have the ability to use telekinesis as your main character, and then you also get the ability to take your teammates' powers and amplify your own with their abilities. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it functions within the environment. So going off of that example, like if I, um, if I like get an enemy, like if I if I douse an enemy like with water, if I get like they get, you know, if they're wet or whatever, mm-hmm. I take the electric power and I can electrify them. I can like put more damage onto them in that sense. 
and deal more damage that way. And then you get like an ultimate ability where you can, or an ultimate move where you can like uh, eliminate them instantaneously. You have to like, I, get, I guess, get their stun meter all the way up or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of neat. Like it's actually like the, the mechanics behind it are actually pretty cool. Um, I, I don't, what I don't understand is, and James, you said you only played like a little bit of mm-hmm. this, so I'm not sure if you, if you saw it, but like, so I played both sides of this and I was thinking like, oh, okay, cool. There'll be like two different narratives. Kinda, but not really. Mm-hmm. So like I played the, the woman and everything happened in her story. So I was like, all right, cool. Played the man and it was like a similar situation and with even similar dialogue. Like the first time along, like the first time around, they were like, you know, oh man, we're gonna go on this mission. It's gonna be great. First time, and then on the man, when I played the man, they were like, great. First time on the mission. First time, something like that. Like it was the same style of dialogue, mm-hmm. but it was a completely different setting. So I was like, is this? Am I meant to play like both of these people at the same time? Like it mm-hmm. was very bizarre. So like I couldn't. Oh, go ahead. From what I was able to gather, as far as that information goes, is that they're on different squads in the same kind of unit. So that's why it's like, oh, you're new to the squad, too. That kind of thing. That's what I thought. But it's like there are analogs for everything. So if you're the, the, if you're the, the lady, you have, the, you have a um, lady AI. And they say literally the same thing that they say if you play the dude mm. and you have a dude AI and it's the same bit of dialogue, like situationally, <laughs> like in terms of the events that happen, like at the very end, the same boss appears, mm-hmm. like the same fight in the same dialogue. So at the end of the demo, like you fight the boss, you kill it. And then like the media comes down like on the it's this is a, like a far future type thing. Right. And the media is represented by like these flying uh, sentient beings, I guess. I don't know if they're actually sentient, but like they fly down and they're like, oh, we got to get some screen time with the new, like the leader. Good job, leader. And they say the same thing, literally the exact same thing on the other side of the story. So it's like, okay, what are you, what are you getting if you play like both of these roles? Like I didn't quite, that wasn't really working for me hmm. at all. I was just like, I wasn't understanding because it it's being billed as like a dual narrative, like something you're meant to play through twice. But I didn't get that. You guys didn't play near Automata, did you? Um, I didn't finish it. Yeah, I didn't finish okay. it. Okay. The, the reason why I ask is because it was like, it's like playing through Route B mm-hmm. on near Autonoma, where like it's it's largely the same thing. Of course, that, that playthrough diverges at a certain point where you're playing completely new content. But, like, it is almost the same thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, where it's it's identical scenarios, and I was just like, what what the fuck? And then I realized I was spending way too much time thinking about this animated plot that made no sense anyway. So then I was like, <laughs> all right, fuck this. And I should just focus on the game. Um, what did you think of the gameplay, uh, James, of this? So I think that the gameplay loop is actually pretty solid. Um, I mm-hmm. like the ebb and flow between using your special abilities versus your normal attacks. Mm, yeah. Um, so, like... You have a telekinesis bar, basically, and you can use it to inflict big damage, but then, of course, you have to refill the gauge. So that's what like, incentivizes you to get in with your main attacks, pack slash, build up your bar, and the two just kind of flow into each other. So that was really cool. Um, I do like the effects. I like the ability to pick up different powers from your teammates. Um, so, I mean, I did enjoy that. I also like how everybody's using the, the persona method now. Of like we need to build our social links so we have better <laughs> compatibility in combat 
It's cool it makes sense. It's novel, but I like it. Um, but besides that, man, I I need to play the demo some more. Biomutant came out relatively close at the same time, and so was Mass Effect. So I picked those two. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see what else Scarlet Nexus has. It did get me. It did intrigue me like more than I was. I think I I downloaded it because I was like, oh, this is that game that Microsoft keeps showing at their conference every fucking chance they get. Yeah, so like, let's really see. Good. Yeah, I was like, let's just see what this is. You know, it was almost like a an an odd world thing in a sense, mm. except I actually wanted to sort of try this. Um, and yeah, I, I walked away going like, all right, that wasn't that wasn't bad. Like that wasn't. That could have been worse, basically. Like that, I, that could have been terrible. But it was actually really, really cool. Um, and the nice thing is that when you do play the two characters, they're the same. Again, the same principles apply gameplay-wise, but you are getting different powers, so you can use them in different ways. Like the guy gets teleport, um, where he can like, like blink through, through objects, mm-hmm. which is cool. And like every time you attack an enemy, he'll blink between enemies and like uh, essentially just swap between them very fast. So. Stuff like that is is neat. So I think it's got a, a neat style to it, a, a cool twist on the action RPG that might be worth looking at whenever that comes out. So, yeah, that's Scarlet Nexus, and that's all I've been playing this week. Chris, what you been playing? Oh boy, oh man, oh shit, oh shit. All right, so <laughs> earlier in the episode, we were talking about uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I was about, I, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to wait until I slander this game. Oh, wow. Okay. So, this is that time. Here we go. So, with Sword and Shield, you know, with me being a, you know, a fan of the Pokemon series for so long, um, you know, being with the franchise, like, I, I see when the changes happen, and I'll give them this. Sword and Shield has been, like, the... the tell you the truth. Let's go was like the the biggest like jump off point, like the biggest like change, the biggest shake up that we've gotten. Um, and then of course, Sword and Shield came out with the Wild Area, which I thought was you know the the step in the right direction that we needed like a decade ago. So uh, you know, just the whole monster hunting or a monster collecting type of game was something that honestly I feel like I was sort of burnt out on um, after playing Sword and Shield. I think the next game that I played was. Ah, uh, shoot, what was it called? It's, um... Dang, I already forgot, forgot the name. It's not... Bugsnacks? Not Bugsnacks. It's, um... Uh, it was on the PC now, and then they, like, they ported it to PS4. Oh. Oh, Nexomon. Mm-mm, not that one. Well, anyways, uh, that just shows you, like, how... <laughs> uh, and I, and, it's, and, and I, like, I, I wish I remembered the name of the game, because it was actually decent. Uh, it was a game that took the, uh, the the genre of monster collecting, and it you know just it added what people wanted to see. Um, damn, I don't Temtem. Temtem. Yes, Temtem was actually fun. I enjoyed myself with Temtem. I didn't finish playing it because at the time that I sort of picked it up, it was still like early access. Um, apparently, like you know, the second half of the game wasn't out yet. Uh, so I played enough up until the point where like something else distracted me, you know, typical Chris, you know, gamer ADHD. Um, but then, you know, I was like, I sort of jumped onto this next game called Monster Sanctuary, uh, and it is it's a it's a monster collecting game. It's um, and like once, and I sort of jumped on it on a whim. It's on Game Pass, and that's how I'm playing it right now. 
Hmm. Uh, I I sort of like it, it was just on the list, and I was like, let me just this looks interesting. Well, I mean, interesting. This looks different. I'm just gonna honestly, what I did was the whole like, oh, this book cover looks really good. So let me let me see what this is about. Oh, uh, it ended up being a monster collecting game. Um, this sort of started off as like a, a free time project. Like, so it was a super small team that worked on this game. Uh, they started this around 2015. It uh, went full time in 2018. Went to Steam Early Access in 2019, and then fully released on PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and of course Game Pass uh, in December 2020. So it's relatively new, and it uh, retails for 19.99. So uh, this game sort of uh, it starts off like you know just you know with the story of your a character who's like part of like this long lineage of um, like monster collectors or monster trainers and you're like the world in this game is set in a sanctuary that's cut off from like the other world like from like our world hmm. so you know you have like these monsters that are you know running around where like these tamers can you know uh can battle them can uh get eggs from them and like pretty much like once you get an egg from a monster uh, you can hatch it and pretty much add that monster to your team. Uh, so there, there really isn't, it's not really like a catching mechanic. It's more or less you fight the monsters, which this game uh, is 3v3 uh, the whole time. And, you know, if you do well enough in a battle, uh, there's a ranking. So if you get at least, it's a, from what I've noticed, four to five stars, you can typically expect to get a, uh, a monster egg. But sometimes, like, you know, it's a rare thing. So uh, a lot of times you won't get it. You'll have to, like, find the monster again and, you know, just try and do, do a better job fighting it. But, uh, you know, you have, you, you have th these different families that have, like, these different um, uh, monsters that are, like, that have been, like, passed down from generation to generation. So, you know, that, you know pretty much, like, that's the, your starter in this game. Um, so, you know, you start off as, like, a, a new trainer and you're sort of like thrown into the world and of course you know oh something's going wrong in the sanctuary something's weird and it's up to you and these other uh trainers uh to figure out what's going on and you know that story in itself is like oh it's not like super cap captivating it's not something that's like you know game changing for the genre but it's enough to sort of like keep me going because another cool twist about this game is that it's a it's a monster collecting Metroidvania game. Hmm. So, uh, essentially, like you're, uh, you know, when you start the game, you're like being trained, and like they're sort of, uh, give, like pretty much, you're, you're going through the tutorials teaching the game, and I think what sort of hooked me in at that point was that. Like the the three v three thing is pretty cool, but like I don't know, I think at this point being a fan of the genre any of like any new franchise that i jump into i think just the the change the character design like just the the, the stuff that's different that's sort of like what sucks me in and i'm like oh mm -hmm. this character design is cool and then once i'm like looking at the uh like mm -hmm. the monsters i'll start looking at like their stats i'll start mm -hmm. looking at their move list and that's where the game like really hooks me in is that each monster uh sort of like it fits a certain archetype where like you know some monsters may be more like attackers they may be defenders 
but yeah, some uh, monsters where it really falls down to how you want to play them. Because uh, instead of like just leveling up and uh, leveling up and like you're getting moves that way, you're leveling up and getting skill points, which you then take mm-hmm. to a skill tree. And mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much where it gives you like, hey, if you want your monster to be a tank, you can put the skill points on that tree where it could be a tank. But if you're like, hmm, I already have a tank that I'm using, and their like their magic stats, you know, this is decent. I could then you know sort of shift the skills over towards that. Hmm. So, so there's like a, a large variety of like customizable options yeah, that you can. Yeah, and it's with. and like the more I play. And it's somewhat genius with how they did this. The more I play this, the more I see like how like certain monsters I may be using wrong, um, or just like just my whole like just uh, my strategy for this game has sort of like shifted over the past couple of hours. So, uh, like I said, it's three v three. So I pretty much told myself, all right, you know, if, if this was like twelve year old me, I would have attacker, attacker, attacker. Right. All attacking moves. But, you know, grown up me, uh, you know, tactical <laughs> me is like, no, you know, I want a healer, I want a tank, and I want a DPS. So, you know, that's all on you. You don't have to play it that way. You could really, like, you could play it however you want. And it, and what's crazy is that I feel like, a, like each style is somewhat viral to a certain point. And the reason I say that is because eventually you'll come across other trainers that you actually have to fight. So the first part of this game where they, you know, the tutorial, you're just fighting uh, monsters in the wild, which there's, uh, it's not like, you know, old school Pokemon where like you're, you're it's like random encounters. You actually mm-hmm. see like the monsters in the area. Mm-hmm. And once you like, you touch them, that's when it goes straight into the battle. So like, that's, you know, it's, it's cool seeing that. And it's like, you're not being shifted into like another like arena. It's literally using like the area that you're in and is initiating right. a battle. So, right. um, you know, battling the monsters, like, you think that, okay, I'm the shit, I know what I'm doing, but your first trainer battle sort of shows you that, no, like, there's a lot of death to this game. And I think the the, the person, like, the, the trainer that I went against, um, they had, they had like, I think they had, like, two or three monsters that were putting status effects on my people. So, um, you know, you could burn people, you can poison them. Um, and, like, so far, those are the two that, like, when you burn, you, know, you take damage. If you're poisoned, you take damage every time it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I say, like, he stacked it up where everyone was burned, everyone was poisoned, <laughs> and the monsters that he was using had a special ability where, like, normally if you burn someone, you can only put one stack on. This, mm-hmm. this guy had, like, three stacks of poison, um, and, like... It, it got it got intense. I was like, I I almost thought I was gonna lose, but like I said, because <laughs> because I had like a balanced team and uh, I pretty much had a a monster that essentially every turn just used them to like put up shields for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna play the long game, which sounds cool to like some people. I know some people play Pokemon. They're like, oh, that sounds stupid. That's whack. Hey, listen, my Crobat will will like sort of like just just bleed you out but this is something like that in this game can't happen in trainer battles because there's a mechanic where after i feel like after like five-ish turns there's a mechanic that kicks in called i think that it's like an, an affinity um effect where your monster will start hitting harder every turn 
So hmm. that's sort of counter due, due to what? Uh, like just it's 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 a feature where like they don't want people to be in a, like they don't want like a they don't they don't want stonewalling. They don't want oh, okay. you, know, mm-hmm. you know you to like build up a wall where you can't be taken down. And this is based off of, like your friendship with the monsters. No, this is just in trainer battles where they don't want people to uh, cheese. They hmm. they don't want people they don't want people uh, you know building up their defense so high or like uh, you know. They, they want battles to like eventually finish to be battles so, exactly so right. i think that's it is a really interesting mechanic that um i hope we see in pokemon at some point because that's that's definitely a strategy in pokemon is to um just stall people out so uh that, that's a nice change of pace and so it, like after like going against this trainer seeing that i was like damn like maybe i should sort of change up what i'm doing so like at that point i started changing in and out monsters and of course you know the the quality of life thing of playing a monster collecting game and not having to like just use one person and then like swap them out so that the other person can get experience. Like I've always hated that. So like these new Pokemon games that have the experience share, you know that's in this Perfect. that's in this game. Mm-hmm. So the Perfect. the six monsters that you have like they're all gaining experience at the same time, and any monsters that you get past that you'll see at the bottom of your menu and. Like pretty much at any time outside of a battle, you can swap monsters. Hmm. So like all of that's right there. Um, you know, you can swap monsters in trainer battles. So like it, like I said, it's normally three v three, and like you can do it in regular monster battles too. But like it's it's three v three, and then like you can swap between like your six people. So it's it's fun. Like this is this is the type of stuff that you know I like seeing. Um, and then when you're in the overworld, like let's get to that. The um, like I said, this is like a Metroidvania type game. So mm-hmm. each monster that you have uh, will have a overworld ability. So uh, one monster might be able to cut vines or uh, set vines on fire. So another monster might be able to like, uh, you know, swipe in the like just do an attack where like if there's something destructible in front of them, it'll break. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten a monster where like I could ride on it, so like my movement speed is higher another monster that helps me sort of like hover for a little bit so i can like cross gaps so pretty much like you know what we've seen in like you know overworld abilities or overworld items and tms they essentially do that with like these abilities these explore abilities so um you know that's covered and like you know you have like your items that you'll get as a trainer and it'll give you like extra stuff so like i think after like the training area they give you like a double jump so like because of you getting that double jump now that opens up other areas for you so you can sort of see while you're going through the story you're getting you're getting access to new monsters who have these you know explore abilities and then you're also getting items that like you know allow you to um you know uh get in certain types of water uh like i said the double jump and uh i i like this like i i feel like it's like a a progression where like i I just I, I sort of like Metroidvanias. Like it's a it's a, a really interesting you know combination between the two genres. Mm-hmm. I, I have good news for you. The past few years have been rife with Metroidvanias. Exactly, yes. and that's yeah, and that's what I've, that's what I've been like learning is that the, you know these Metroidvanias are like out here. So I sort of have to like find yeah. them and play them. But um, this is yeah, this was a game that I was not expecting on like giving this much time to, like at all. Um, that's a nice surprise. Yeah. Like I said, like I, I downloaded this off of Game Pass off of a whim. Like I had no idea what it was. I was like, oh, Monster Sanctuary. Download. 
Let's see, let's see what this is about. <laughs> For literally nothing. All right. Yeah. And I know it's cool. I like doing that with my media. I like doing that with games. Yep. I like doing that with movies. Um, just jumping straight into something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, Rod, you're the type of person, you're a madman. You avoid trailers. You avoid, <laughs> like, internet discussions. And I, I, for Marvel, and, like, for Marvel, like, that's what messes me up sometimes. So, like, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, the fuck Twitter. Fuck you guys. Because <laughs> the discussions we've had on Twitter about, like, seeing certain characters and, like, them not showing up, like, it's it's annoying. Yep. So, being able to jump into something and have, like, no prior knowledge of it, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Big. I just I just, mm. I just did that with Cruella. Like, I heard um, Cruella came out and uh, me and my girlfriend wanted to see it, so I was like, alright, Disney Plus, you fucking finally got me. Let's, you know, let's... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll watch this movie and I you know not I didn't watch any trailers I just saw the picture of um, what's the actress's name Emma Stone. Emma Stone and I was like I like Emma Stone I like her movies so this, mm-hmm. this should be this should be a decent watch and I sort of side railed but I'm saying all that to say Grill is fun Grill <laughs> is fun and Monster Sanctuary was like it's it was something that I wasn't expecting on liking so. Um, yeah. Like if you're gonna take like a a blind like if I guess our audio listeners since you're not you know seeing any of this, uh like just jump like try the, if anything has sad said sounded you know fun try it out, it's yeah. it's on Game Pass so if you you know you have access to that, uh get it on that like I said it's on PlayStation Four Nintendo Switch Xbox One and PC for twenty dollars I like this game so much I was like hmm I know I have it on Game Pass and I know I could like pull up my uh, save file from the X Cloud. I know I could do all that, but I like these developers so much. I want to support them. I went ahead and bought it on Switch. And well, I, here's the thing: Well, I played on Switch at some point, yes. But <laughs> I was so I like this game so much. I felt inclined. I had to buy it. And I think that's the wonder of Game Pass. Because not only did they get the money of like them being on Game like Game Pass, they also got me to buy it for another system. I don't think that there's like a higher recommendation that you could give. <laughs> like at that point, yeah. you spent money on something you literally didn't have to spend money on. Yeah, so. it's a pretty solid choice. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, like, and I think I'm, I am maybe, I feel like ten-ish hours into this game. Okay. So, okay. Um, like this, I feel like the story is somewhat like at that point where they're like introducing the main uh, main villains or like they're setting up all that stuff so I, I honestly feel like I still have like a little ways to go uh, level wise I think my monster is just now hitting level 20 so um, you know the max I think right now is 40 and like that's that's sort of like where you stop getting abilities is 40 so I don't know like where the cap is mm-hmm. but uh, yeah like I'm enjoying my time like I like the other two games I'm gonna talk about like I was I was expecting me to play these games more than I played this game Right. And I just I've been I'm probably after getting off the show I'm probably gonna play this. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, um, you guys have any any questions or any <laughs> any any comments? I, I feel like I sort of gushed I, about this game for the last yeah, like ten minutes. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I, I've seen you playing it like on um, on Xbox every now and then on the friends list, and I, I it prompted me to check it out too. Not like play it yet, but um, I did like go to the store page. I was like, what is this game that Chris is always playing? <laughs> oh, uh, <damn. laughs> but I mean, it was cool because I was like, oh, okay, 
it was neat because you have some like really cool indie finds. Like I, I find like the longer that I've known you and like we've been doing this, it, you you branch out more and more. I feel like every year. Not that like I've ever thought that you were you're you've never been a um, one trick pony. I don't know, you're take. Yeah, yeah. Like you've never had your. She said jabroni. Like, well, oh, no, no, trick, one trick, one trick, one trick, one trick. No, I was no, like, no. God damn, you just called me a jabroni. You've never been a jabroni no. either, Chris. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, your tastes have never been like confined or boxed in. Like, you've always oh, feel yeah. like been willing to like go out and try a lot of these things. Um, and so when I I saw you playing that, I was like, oh, okay, this might like the pixel art looks cool uh, and the concept was interesting it looked like pokemon to me kind of mm-hmm, in some ways mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean judging from everything that you said today i will probably i mean what am i have i have nothing to lose like i can just download this on game pass real quick um and check this out so i'm, I'm definitely interested you you kind of convinced me that this is worth a look and then um according to how long to beat it takes on average about 28 hours to complete so oh once shit it, once again like that's like the <laughs> sweet spot for games like this okay right. just wait tw- did you say 28 yeah 28 that's the sweet spot you said 28 for for like monster collecting and like rpgs yes oh okay for yes. rpgs okay yeah. okay okay because i was like oh shit that's like the top end for me um but no i mean if i'm in if i'm engrossed in the game enough i mean i just put 50 hours into persona 5 strikers uh yeah. so like i mean granted it took me like three months but like yeah you know at the end of that i was like okay all right, cool. Yakuza 7, 50 hours? Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Monster Sanctuary? Let's see where we, it takes us, man. And, and listen, we're, like, this year, where it's, it's. I mean, y'all, like, as much as people don't, like, acknowledge the pandemic, we're in a pandemic. So, um, like, these game delays, like, it's happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get yeah, comfortable. <laughs> get Please, comfortable. like, get comfortable. Like, start trying different games. Like, there's... There, there are so many services now where not... Like, if you're a gamer... Like, I understand this is, like, you know, it's an expensive hobby. This, you have to be upfront about that. But, like, with these services like Game Pass, uh, Gamefly, uh, PlayStation Now, um, like, the EA stuff, like, there's so many services now where if you wanted to try different games or, like, use a service, you could do that now. You really don't have to like buy games anymore. Like my Xbox One, honestly, my Xbox my Xbox Series X is exclusively like me just buying stuff on or downloading stuff on game games. Pass. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I have not bought a single game yet uh, on on Xbox yet. I, I probably will at some point, but it hasn't happened. yet. I bought like Devil May Cry and Valhalla. That's about it. Everything nice. else is Game Pass. Okay, I all. Mm-hmm. I almost bought uh, I almost bought the Splinter Cell trilogy that was on sale Ooh. for like two dollars or something. I should have. I'm kind of kicking myself now, but yeah, I will like, do that next time. Oh, it was two dollars. Uh, it was like soft. two or three dollars for like Eesh. for each of them. Um, yeah, it was it was an insane sale. I should. It'll have be on that. sale but again. Like yeah, this it's. Year. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, Game Pass. I mean, we say it all the time. Like, it's it's definitely a great value for stuff like this specifically. <laughs> like these small titles that don't get shine. Like anywhere else, like that. This is perfect for it. Yeah. So speaking about Game Pass, my next game, once again, is a game that we talked about last week, Knockout City. Yep. And your boy's getting better. I, nice. you know, I, 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 I posted the video of me getting hit by the train. Uh, I think after we we got off uh, last week, 
And then yep. I was like, you know what? Like, let me like this game is fun enough. Let me like really jump in and like mm-hmm. really like get better. And I did that. Like I spent like an evening like just doing uh, regular matches. And I was like, oh, let me jump into ranked. I uh, did that for a little bit. So like I think I'm like I'm still in bronze. But um, at see and like I haven't played in a couple days because of Monster Sanctuary. But uh, like just the progression of seeing how people are getting better. Like you have to get better if you want to get if like if you want to like get further in this game like you have to sort of see what people are doing or what they're not doing or mm-hmm. just like things that you're weak at like just getting better at so uh, catching uh, catching the dodgeballs I've been getting better at um, sort of changing up my throws uh, passing like I've always been a passer in games like this so like passing the ball more uh, getting my teammate to turn into a ball uh, because that's something that's happening a lot in ranked is like. If you do that, if you throw a teammate, or if you throw a player that turned into a ball, it's a it's a one hit kill. One hit kill. Yeah. So, if and like it, it's it's really high risk because if you throw your teammate and that person catches your teammate, they could throw him back at you, and mm-hmm. with them yep. catching it, if it's a perfect catch, they're throwing it back at you even faster. So yeah. um, that's actually a mechanic in this game is that once you start playing a higher level, like people are catching these dodgeballs. So, uh, if, 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 if both people are catching it back and forth, it's getting faster and faster each time they're catching it. Hmm. And eventually, like, it's just, at, at that point, it's really a team game because while you're distracted going back and forth with that person, another teammate could come in and, like, throw another ball at you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have not played ranked yet. I'm looking forward to doing that at some point. I, I'm a little wary to do it on my own, <laughs> so I want to so, go in with somebody. So yeah. yeah, so we definitely have to set that up because I played ranked up until the point where I realized, hey, I'm running into the same issues that James was running into. Mm. Mm. That connection so was not... It's not good. See? Like, <sighs> you know, that night that we played together was the, the, the best connection I've had, like playing this game mm-hmm. because, wow. because same man because because since then especially like <laughs> at doing right for a little bit i like just i get upset because like if i miss a ball or if i you know if someone hits me and i know that i messed up i'm like all right i have to get better right but when yeah. i'm teleporting in a ranked match no like that's that's unacceptable yeah so yeah um, and then, especially like with ranked, you want to like uh, you want to be able to communicate with your teammates. Like communication in this game is key. So uh, I definitely want to do it with teammates. So yeah, like please let me know when you want to do this because I do want to you know jump into ranked okay. more. Mm-hmm. And I think this first season has like another fifty days left. So, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, they just put out a new playlist, I think, or something. Yeah. Uh, I think this week. So I, I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't logged in in, in like a couple of days, but I do want to get together and do some ranks. That would be really fun. Yes, um, I think it is worthy. To, I think it is worthy to mention real quick that they seemingly are kind of paying attention to some of the free to play feedback, and so now uh, it is free to play for up to level twenty five, which is which fair. Is cool. That's fair. Yeah, because because yeah. honestly, at that point, that just means you're you're missing out on cosmetics. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're still because you're still able to do like ranked and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And then I guess I guess at that point you're only locked into doing like the three v three. Because I think the other playlist, if you're doing like the free thing, like it was only locked on like a certain playlist, right? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 So 
I mean, other playlists, I mean, other match types are okay. Like, the other match type is, you know, the same 3v3, but there's no dodgeballs. You have to use your teammates. Um, and then I think in the other game mode that they did last week was uh, there's no regular dodgeballs. They're all the special balls. Hmm. And then interesting. And then in rank, uh, the other mode that they had was one v one, which one v one is I think it's really important to do if you're trying to get better at this game because yeah. honestly, like even in three v three, you're most of the time doing one v ones unless you're playing teams that are actually like playing with each other. But I think at the core, getting better one v one will lead you into getting better at the three v three because you know you'll be able to catch. Uh, right. people uh, off guard when there's other people but like when it's just you and another person I'm feeling that since I you know spent some time in that playlist I've I've sort of like swapped up like you know different uh, throw types I've uh, sort of just like just learned how to take my time because uh, you know timing is key in this game if you throw someone off by like pump faking and they're sort of just standing there and then like while you're still standing they're charging up the ball mm -hmm. you, know, you can get people <laughs> that way you can be super yeah. aggressive and as soon as like they're locking into you, like I, I heavily utilize the dash. I am never standing still. I'm, I think I'm too aggressive. Where like if someone has a ball and they're aiming at me, I'm dashing towards them to knock the ball out there. <laughs> huh? Yeah. So, uh, this game is just fun. Like I need to. It's fun. I yeah, I definitely. I think we should do maybe like a like a community night because I know there's like you could do private uh, matches. Uh, we could do that mm. with people. Because uh, I know a couple of people on Facebook that, like, when I started posting videos, they're like, one person, like, never heard of the game at all. So they're, they were, you know, happy that, like, I posted it. Because, nice. you know, just, just like, the, the art style is, like, it's, it's fun. Like, this is, like, an a interesting art style for this game. And, like, just the customization they see some people have. Um, not, I mean, of course, not saying that that's, like, you know, game, like, you know, like the game breaker or whatever. But, like, it's, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's entertaining to watch. Like it's it's a it's a good looking game to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like I think mechanically, especially like it's it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. They just had that esports tournament the other week. Mm -hmm. was actually, and that looked really interesting. Just to see yeah. like tactics, exactly, or diversifying their shots and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot from a week. This is a cool game. Yeah, so, yeah we need to play I mean, more I've, of that. So have any of y'all played? I mean, in this past week, not since we played. Um. Uh, yeah, I have. I played um, so a little bit solo and also with some other friends, um, some separate friends actually, like on multiple different occasions. Mm -hmm. So it seems like the player base seems healthy, um, and I'm, I'm liking it. I'm mostly sticking to the three v three kind of um, like unranked mode. Mm -hmm. Again, I haven't gone into the ranked version yet, um, but I am looking forward to playing with you guys again, so we can do like crew battles and, and ranked stuff. So yeah, I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Still liking this game a hell of a lot. Yeah, and this is this is definitely be a game that I want to keep in my rotation, especially with it having yep. like cross play and cross progression. Like, thank yep. thank mm -hmm. you so much, thank you. Like, who who I, I know I know EA's publishing it, but who's the who who are the developers? Velen's um, Velen Studio. Velen? Yeah, Velen Studios. Yeah. Shout out okay. to them for, for not only making this game, but also listening to the community. Uh, you know, doing that free to play up to level twenty five thing. Like that's yep. That's that's that's, that's a great gesture. That's really good. I think it's, it's great. It's gonna be great for the community. It is. I actually bought it. Uh, I bought it. <laughs> so I wanted to support, uh, and I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I really like this game a lot, and it's probably gonna be in my rotation regularly. What so. What I did, I bought the um, 
like whatever the deluxe upgrade was on Xbox. So it's like since I, we already had it through Game Pass, I was like, oh, ah. I'll just pay the. I think it was like ten bucks. Mm-mm. Uh, like if you're just doing, Not yeah, if you're just doing the, I think the update was like the upgrade was like seven bucks for me. Hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. So definitely having a good time with that. Like I said, y'all, if you want to play, follow us. Follow me. Social media. Hit me up. And let's set, set some games set some games up because uh, I definitely want to play this with you guys. So my last game that I played uh, this last week, you know, uh, May was uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So uh, you know, I've talked about Hellblade: Sinuous Sacrifice. I've talked about it mm-hmm. on um, that's unfortunate before, uh, and I've dabbled in this game as in like watched one of my old roommates play this play some of this game <laughs> and i was like this game this game always looked interesting to me looked interesting it uh even back when it came out like the aesthetics like how like how the game looked was like it's a, it's a gorgeous game and like even now with uh the series x upgrade uh the playstation 5 upgrade uh this game god damn looks really good <laughs> it is it looks amazing on uh, Series mm. X. So, um, if you don't know, uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is a uh, it's like a dark fantasy action-adventure game published by Ninja Theory. Um, <laughs> you might you might say one of the, the, the last good games that they made. I know a lot of people didn't like DMC. A lot of people didn't like Bleeding Edge. But uh, Then they make Heavenly Sword. Or is that someone else? Yeah, they made mm-hmm. Heavenly Sword. They made oh, okay. uh, Enslaved. Um, I liked Enslaved. Yep. That was alright. What is going on after that? Yeah, yeah, this, this came out after that. So this is, like, one of their, like, okay. you know, their newer franchises. And, um, of course, you know, they, they're working on the second game. So, um, like I said, because of, like, the, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, that yeah. is, like, the, that's, like, that's the, the you know, the, the, the thing on the back of the box. Like, this is, like, this game is about mental health. It's okay. about, and, and I think this game does a really good job of, like, I feel like I haven't played another game that puts you in the body of the person. It's, like, to the point where, like, I'm not sure if this is if this is how psychosis feels, but hmm. it's uh it's 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 intense. I never want to experience this in, in real life because uh, hmm. this game, uh, you know, a lot of games will say, "Oh, this game is um, you, it's, it's it's recommended that you play this with headphones." Like you you see that you know a lot, um, and you know some games I'm like, "All right, I'll I'll do that just to see what it's like," and you know it's it's a good experience. I feel like this game, Hellblade, you have to play with headphones. Mm-hmm. You have to play in the dark, and mm. you know if you can, if you have you know next gen, uh, play it on the performance mode because with it being on Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five, um, like pretty much everything got updated. So like you know they had three modes: they had performance, they had resolution, and they had like some other mode. Uh, with the upgrades that it got, pretty much all three of those modes give you 4K. So at that point, you might as well get the 60 frames as well. Yes. And just, it, it looks really good. The performance is great. The motion capture is crazy. So, jeez, um, yeah. Like, I've, I'm maybe like a couple, maybe like two hours into this game. And the, like I said, playing this game with headphones, uh, hearing, like, the voices that Senua is like you know that's battling in her head 
Like they're they're there, and if you're using like you know some some good headphones, like you at some point like I felt like someone was like whispering behind me the whole time. Mm. I just have a brief comment, really, on this game. So, like, I actually haven't played this yet. I'm, I'm curious to do so. I actually really want to play this. This is, like, one... If I, if I had to compile a list of, like, top ten Game Pass games that I'm, like, trying to get to or I would like to get to, this is definitely high up on that list. <laughs> um, one of the things that kind of worries me a little bit is that, you know... And, again, this is without me having played it yet. But... You know, you you always. I feel like when you make a game about mental health or anything that's serious, you have to always. I feel like kind of tread a line in a way because you you run the risk of like kind of gamifying serious issues or serious topics mm-hmm. or like trivializing them, even if you don't intend to, even if you want to, um, you know, bring you know shed light on a particular topic. Um, you know, and I'm curious, and it sounds like you've, you've gone through the game before, right? Like, this isn't so, your first... So, not even saying, like, I played through it, but it's more or less, like, I I was in my roommate's room, and he was playing it. I was like, oh, this game looks Got pretty it. cool. Okay, okay. So, so far, and it doesn't sound... It sounds like it actually handles it pretty well, which is nice right. to hear, but I, I just wanted to make that comment just because, like, that's something I always think about when I hear something like this, like a game that handles, like, serious subject matter like this. You know, you, you even mentioning, like, you know you know voices like kind of playing in your head things like that there's always a risk i feel like of of trivializing something like that so as long as it's taken seriously um i think that that's really cool yeah so um and this is something that like as soon as like you jump into the game um like they they don't really explain anything like you're getting everything through the narrative so like the whole whole reason why like she's on like this journey um like i said like uh you're just getting through like what characters are like you know saying to you and and like and it's more or less like these these like spirits and stuff that she's interacting with hmm. right and right. it like this you know how some games like when you're talking about it you you know you'll talk about the story you talk about gameplay separate and you talk about sound design separate yep mm-hmm. this yep. is the game where like you can't talk about any of these without bringing up one of the other things hmm. <laughs> like everything sort of meshes in together um and then, like, it's a, you know, it's it's a, I, I think at one point I read an article, and I, and this was, like, years ago when, like, it came out, and, like, someone, like, wanted to say, oh, it's like a, like, a walking simulator meets, like, another type of game. No, this isn't, like, a, like, you're doing a lot of walking, but then there are, like, segments where, like, you know, the psychosis kicks in, more voices show up, and, like, right. you're starting to see, like, a bunch of, like, crazy things, and, like, you're seeing things in their environment, so, uh... I like like to me like I feel like I could I, I I could only I could only play so much of this game before like I like I'm like I have to sort of unplug myself out because like I said uh, like the all of the voices that you hear like especially during combat uh, mm-hmm. while you're fighting uh, you know you, you'll hear some voices you know doubting your you know your abilities uh, <laughs> making fun of you or they're rooting you on like, it is hmm. all at the same time. So hmm. it's it gets it gets pretty intense during um, like actual combat encounters because that's yeah. you know that's also in this game, um, which you know you have the option of course like hitting start and like seeing like you know the buttons which mm-hmm. you know me as long as subtitles are on I'm good so I uh, I sort of jumped into the game and once I was uh, jumped into like the actual combat into the game 
it doesn't explain that to you. Like, it's like, yo, there's an enemy swinging at you right now. Fight back. And that's it? Yeah, I mean, unless I, unless I like, completely, like, just skipped it. I... Actually, no, I, we have it on screen right now where, like, I think this is, like, the first combat encounter. And, yeah, like, the enemy just swings at you. So, um, at that point, I was like, alright, this is my light attack, this is my heavy attack, this is my dodge. Uh, eventually, I hit start, and I was like, oh, these are the other buttons. So, like, apparently there's a block, too. But, um, like, the, it's interesting. Like, the enemies during the uh, combat encounter, it's, it's typically about three or more enemies that you're fighting, but you're fighting them all at the same time. So, uh, you know, if you're focusing on one person, you know, you may, you'll have two other people uh, also there too. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's a chance that they might sneak up on you. And that also sort of goes back into like these voices that Senua hears. So, you know, while yeah. you're fighting, you know, the, uh, yeah. the voices are like, oh, you suck. Oh, you're about to die. And then like you have that one voice that's like, hey, yo, you're surrounded. Look out. Hey, this person's behind you. Watch out. So just mm-hmm. having to like battle with all that all at the same time, like it's it's a it's a different experience. I can see why for sure this game uh, won so many awards. You know, this this oh, this is one of those yeah. games like when you when you look at like the uh, like the landing page for it and mm-hmm. you see like it's like you know it's won so many awards for different things. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to checking this out at some point. I, I want to do that soon. Definitely before the next game comes out. Yeah, yeah so, and and you know this this, this game like the, with the aesthetic sort of leads into like the whole Viking thing, which I think at some right. I think at some point I've, I've said this on the show. I don't really care about the uh, Viking stuff. I, I it's not that's I mean these people pillage and raped villages. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> oh okay that's cool. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, it's never been like a aesthetic that I really cared for. But um, right. Just you know the the whole like mental health aspect and like uh, it it so I guess that's the hook that sort of got me to be like hmm this is pretty interesting and then of course like all this North mythology is being thrown in so like I'm I'm you know learning about that stuff too so uh, yeah. it's cool this is a this is a cool game this is something that um, you know it it should only take seven to nine hours to beat so that's perfect for me mm-hmm. um, I feel yeah, like it's I perfect. Can, I feel like I could honestly maybe knock this out by the end of the week, uh, and like you know, I guess give like my full like, you know, yeah, uh, you know, thumbs. thumbs up, thumbs down. But like oh, so okay. far, thumbs up, guys. This is a, this okay, is a great nice. game. It's on Game Pass. Um, what else do I got? What I mean, was, do I need to say more? Got it, man. I mean, I'm pretty sold, so I think we're good. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Elena, are you still here? You good? I am here. My my bad. My segment lasted so long. I I don't know. I played some really good games this last week. No, I, I love it when you play some great games and you decide to gush about them. It's the best. So keep that up. Well, my connection has been dropping, so I'm like muted because I can see your cams going to like 144p. And I'm like, oh shit, it's probably my connection because I got shitty Wi-Fi internet and I don't have fiber. Dang. So, yeah, we, dang. We make um, it work. Shots. 
So, Shouts to instant. my internet being shitty. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to that Fisher Price. Oh my god. <laughs> so let's let's jump into the news this week. Uh, mm-hmm. News is pretty light this week. I mean, light as in there was a bunch of gaming streams. I felt like yep. you know everyone was like, hey, this week let's like put out some information that could have been sent in an email. But um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's uh, oh, man. let's start it off with uh, Horizon Two. Horizon Two was shown off this week at what, was this a um, state, a state of, play. of play? Yeah. So uh, Horizon Two, it's you know cross platform, or I mean it's, yeah cross generation. Cross cross gen, yeah. Um, it's you, so is this this isn't like a full fledged sequel, is it, or is it Horizon Two? No, it's oh, no, a this sequel. Is, this is Horizon Two. This is a sequel. Oh. Okay. <laughs> See, the the fact that you can't tell I think is is the problem. <laughs> um I mean, like technically this game looks awesome. Like on a graphical level, mm-hmm. it looks really really good. Really good. stunning, honestly. Um that is what I think kind of shocked me the most is I mean, not necessarily shocked, but for a cross-gen title, I think it looks really great. I guess we'll have to see like just how um pared down it is just in terms of scope when it comes out just because or we see more of it because it's obviously it's got to run on a ps4 i'm yeah. not playing so, it on ps4 no way i will wait well, of co- uh, two years well, till i get a ps5 <laughs> to play that game definitely i mm-hmm. i i agree um but the like the, the the scope though of the game has to fit the ps4 so even if you're going to play it on a playstation 5 like there's only so much that they're going to be able to do and scope and spec for because they have to consider the PS4 uh, machine and architecture. Yep. So j- just like with Destiny 1 and that issue, Oof. like Bun- Bungie has <laughs> talked about how like their vision had to get cut down significantly because they could not use the next-gen machines at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like, you know, same thing with Halo coming out. That's one reason why we really don't care about the cross-gen capabilities like as the consumer. Um, but... I mean, I can't. You can't take it away. No matter what you can say, what else we can we're going to say about the Horizon Two trailer? Like, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Like vi- visually, it looks great. So that's what. Oh, I mean, I guess that's like from my perspective, like looking, I guess down to like the you know PS4 and Xbox One. Like these these games that like like you know, that have like these PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X like quote unquote upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like. Past couple games I've played, I'm like, yo, this game, like, I know it's not next gen, but like, it it feels like we're inching towards that. So like, this game, uh, like I said, Hellblade that I'm playing now, like, these games are like, even though we're saying, you know, it's not to its full capability, these games still look really good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't say anything negative visually like just ratchet well i can't say ratchet ratchet's a full full-blown so all right so so look at look at the gameplay of horizon 2 Mm -hmm. and like how sharp that looks because obviously yeah it's running on ps5 when we look at this and then you put this sort of like side to side to uh ratchet and clank which is like ratchet and clank is strictly ps5 right yes yep yep unless you like you're specifically trained and looking at like texture stuff to the normal person, these like you like these games look similar. They both look really good. Yeah, I'll say so. 
Uh, yeah, I just the the this like structurally like what Ratchet is doing can't be achieved on a PS4. Yeah. Like like in terms of the the rift, the jumping, the load, no practically no loading, uh, like or instantaneous loading, I should say, like that type of thing. But we're not really seeing that. What we're seeing at the state of play last week was like a very controlled vertical slice mm-hmm. of, of this game, you know, um, which I also thought was an interesting choice too, because like I kind of want to know more about like okay so is this is it going to be structured pretty much like the first game where it's like this open world hub and there's a bunch of shit on my screen i need to go clear like like is that is that the structure my guess is that yes it is the same game because i got no indication that like they're really doing anything out of the like out of the ordinary Mm -hmm. for this like outside of the vertical combat and like the street fighter-esque sequence that she did uh (laughs) which i thought was Fucking hilarious. So cool. I mean, I, I thought it looked cool. It was cool, but I just, I totally thought Chun Li. What do you mean she popped her that. ultimate? Yeah, she popped that ult. I mean, yeah, quite literally, yeah, she popped her ult. Um, and I mean, but, but I mean, that's that's kind of what I came away from this with. Not negativity, but just like, huh, all right, that was Horizon. That was another Horizon. Here's my okay. here's my question. So, like in this gameplay sequence, you're like you see her running away from like the, the mech dinosaurs, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, so if I'm playing, am I being forced to, like, have, do I have to run? Or is this, like, an on-real sequence? Because the, the game really doesn't have, like, any indication of, like, where to run to. It, it struck me as an on-real sequence to me. Okay. But, I mean, they didn't say, there was no, like, commentary saying that you you could chase the dinosaurs or you could let them pass. Like, we don't really know how varied the missions are. And Horizon was, was pretty, I would say, um strict in terms of its mission structure like it was always very clear like what should be happening pretty much at all times there wasn't a lot of dynamic uh dynamic i can't talk tonight uh dynamicism between like all of the different missions that you could do different ways that you could take down a dinosaur like a t-rex for instance but and the game doesn't tell you uh, you know you have to go for the legs first or the belly or whatever you could choose to do that in whatever order Mm -hmm. um but there was not a lot of like uncharted style sequence events, and if there were, it was very clear what to do next. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get the in, the, the sense that this was very different. Yeah, because um, like, I was wait. I was looking at the sequence, and oh, go ahead. Isn't this the first time you're fighting other humans too? Because I don't remember fighting humans in mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. No, humans. yeah, you you fought humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I guess I don't remember then. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I, I don't know, like, that sequence that they show off, I I was like, I was like man, this looks really good, but, like, yeah. knowing me, I would try and fight the dinosaurs. So, I don't know. Which you, you, you totally probably could yeah. do that. But the game looks good. The game looks great. Yeah, and, looks, looks fine. Yeah. You know, it, do we have, like, a date for this yet? Nope. 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 We have no date for this. You know, no date. I was totally expecting, it, not, even if it wasn't going to be a specific date, at least like a fall 2021, right. holiday 2021, something. Because uh, I was pretty confident this was hitting this year. I was like, yeah, this is probably coming. Mm-hmm. But now I have no idea. And they just put out a statement a couple days ago or yet today. I was something today. like that. Saying um, uh, Herman Helst. Uh, said that um, it is not set in stone. It, they, they they are working on it right now. Development is going well, but things could change. Mm. So that did not seem to inspire confidence in me. Mm. Um, so I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I mean, 
like like we said before, like you know these these delays and stuff like that. Like this is this is what we have to deal with. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll eventually get this game. Yeah. Uh, when we don't know, but it's coming. It, it's like there's like a shortage of games to play either. So right, that's exactly. So true. Yeah. And I don't understand so, people's like disappointment either. Like it's gonna come out sooner or later. Like you're just gonna have to get used to it. It's been over a year that we've heard so many games get delayed because of the pandemic. It's just people's expectations are set way too high and they just need to bring them down for release date wise. Is it the disappointment with like the game itself or the fact that they don't have a date on it? They don't have a date on it yet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I generally agree with you. Um, I mean, I do understand that people bought these machines like, you know, eight months ago or whatever and like they they just people want things to play on it because there's not really a lot right now to play um but i do agree with you like you know covid fucked a lot of this up and even fucked up Um, making ps5s and xbox series s's that's why we're seeing a continuation of cross-gen games just because there's such a shortage on everything that they they're gonna have to ask some teams like hey can this game run on the previous gen, and if they say yes, then they can. So yeah. So some, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to say I did research, but like just in, in the in the the random uh, scope of like just me being on the internet, I, I sort of like read up on what's going on with these shortages, and it's not like oh they're just not making. Oh, well, I mean, of course they're make, not making enough systems, but the reason behind that. Is that you know these like uh, these these chips like these superconductors? Um, yep. There's just a shortage of those like these these yep like singular yeah. parts that you know uh, you you have like this this beast of a machine, but like without like a like a chip, pretty much mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff can't like, it won't work. So uh, yep. there's a shortage of that, and it's like oh at that point you're like oh just make more of them. Well, no, because these chips take like I think up to like six months to produce. I've read. Mm, yeah. So yep. yeah, like the the more advanced that these uh, you know uh, the tech is getting, it's you know it, it takes a while to put all these parts on like a single like single chip. So uh, after hearing that, I was like, damn, I guess that it yeah. makes sense. It's not like you know Sony sitting on their ass. No, it's <laughs> yeah. You know, they have them just... stored in warehouses and they're just kind of putting Waiting. them out. Yeah, so like, no, but you hear that. You hear like, oh, um, Nintendo and Sony, like, they're intentionally holding these systems in no. the warehouses. Mm. No. No, why would they not want to make money? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so they've do it before. Yeah, the industry True. essentially lost a year. Um, and, and we're probably not going to really see anything super substantial until 2022. Um, you know, I'm sure there's something coming, like, at the end of this year. Like, we'll get maybe a few things, but but a lot of things are getting pushed even further back. So um, we're seeing quite a bit of that. Yeah, so uh, let's, you know, let's shout out these other games that had streams this last week. Yeah. Uh, there was Dragon Quest. So any Dragon Quest friend, fans here? Uh, not hardcore, really, mm-hmm. but like I, I like to listen to the music sometimes. <laughs> I like the, the trailer music. Um, Dragon Quest Builders, dude, if you've ever heard the, the that guy talk about Dragon Quest Builders in a trailer, it's amazing. <laughs> He's, he's so exuberant about Dragon Quest Builders. It makes me want to play that game quite a bit. Um, I know. Yeah, Dragon Quest is cool. I know Japan loves Dragon Quest more than they love Pokemon. That's for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. Dragon Quest is huge in Japan. 
If you like, like call it's got off work stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like got its own day. <laughs> uh, someone compared like uh, the viewership between the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake to Dragon Quest Builders, and it didn't even like. I think it, Dragon Quest was like double of the Pokemon views for Japan. Hmm. Something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna shut my mouth because I was gonna be like, oh, I don't, I don't care. But <laughs> uh, I mean, Dragon Quest has had uh, two things come out. I thought that were pretty substantial. Number one is Dragon Quest uh, 12, um, which is going to be in a quote-unquote adult envisioning of Dragon Quest. Don't know what that means, but okay. Um, <laughs> Dra- I'm, Dragon I'm Quest int- with guns. <laughs> I mean, I like shit. It. At this. At this point, who knows? Like, maybe. Um, I mean, it, it damn near could be because the trailer for it was like this minute-long thing where it was like just totally in the dark, and the Dragon Quest logo comes up, and it's like inflamed with X11, like the Roman numerals uh, of, of 12, and it was just, it, I don't know, it was like, yes, indeed, dark. So, But I don't know what mature Dragon Quest looks like. Mm. Um, slimes with guns. Was that, was uh, that, like, was that towards the end? Because I'm going to try to put... Because, like, when you were saying that, like, that was not what was on the screen. <laughs> that was, like, oh. it was a bunch of, like, Dragon Quest toys fighting each other, it looked like. Oh, weird. Okay. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> um, so, that that was the other, that was the one. The other big announcement was a remake of, I think it was Dragon Quest 3. Yeah, yes. that's 3. Um, and it's it's in the vein of Octopath Traveler. So if you mm. like that sort of uh, visual style of like the pixel art mixed with like 3D backgrounds, um, that is this what they're doing here, which actually looks really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm actually interested in that one for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what game needs that treatment? Hmm. Final Fantasy VI. If they remake Final Fantasy VI in like the Octopath Traveler engine, yeah. Oh boy, day one. Yeah, that's day one for me. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, I, I am not like super big on Dragon Quest, but I guess <laughs> it's something to play. I'll try it out. There you and, go. And and, and and I mean, I'm always open to trying trying new games. Like you know, Dragon Quest Builders. That's always been something that I've said. At some point, I want to play this, and I think it's on Game Pass. So it is on Game Pass. Yeah, have you there seen we go. The, Dragon Quest Builders and uh, Eleven is on Game. Have Pass. you seen the yeah. Abomination Dragon Quest Nintendo Switch like game controller? Mm-mm. Oh, the one shaped like a slime. Yeah, it's a slime, and then you flip it upside down, and the controls are right there. It's really weird looking. It looks uncomfortable to hold. Yeah, not ergonomic at all. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm good. Um, Far Cry Six. What else we got? Far Cry Six had a, uh, a, a gameplay reveal live stream a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's more Far Cry Six. Guys? Don't worry, they're not making a political statement about Cuba. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, he had to like instantly. He had to. He had to walk that back like a, a day later. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, sh- I am a dumbass. I shouldn't have said that." Um, <laughs> It's Ubisoft doing Ubisoft things, mm. of course, yeah. um, making stupid statements, doing dumb things. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris. Like it, this, this looks like more Far Cry, which again is not bad. Like it's like how I felt about Horizon Two. It's like it's not, it's bad. not bad. It doesn't look bad. Right. It's just more Far Cry. Um, although I think in this case it might be a little worse because Horizon only has one game in it, and Far Cry for the last like three games has done the same thing just about. 
So there might be a little more criticism deserved in that direction, but I mean, I feel like I feel like Far Cry has tried to like add new things to the game. So really, like okay. like like they added like a um, I don't know, like a level builder type of thing in some of like I don't know if this was was this in the spinoff. Which one? I don't remember that at all. Where like you could create like a level, like set up like where things are, set up where enemies are. I saw yeah, I think it was in the spinoff game. But uh, are you sure that wasn't like a fever dream or something? <laughs> that you had? I mean, <laughs> the only maybe. spinoff game I can think of is Far Cry Primal, right? Not Primal, it was no Blood Dragon. Uh, Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon. No, that was great. What was um the one where, where like the two twins? You're fighting the two twins. And oh, it takes the most place recent after. one off of five. Uh, yeah, the spinoff off of that. Um, I didn't play any of that. Far Cry. Oh, New yeah, Dawn. It wasn't my map no. editor. New Dawn, somewhere. I think something like that. It's something Dawn. Red Dawn, Purple Dawn. I don't think it's Red Dawn. That's a book, isn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I believe it's a book and a movie. I think. I mean, here's the thing: Far Cry. You know, Far Cry Six is gonna happen. I can gar- guarantee you that you know with Ubisoft saying that they're gonna do like the whole free-to-play thing, this is one of the franchises they're gonna milk. We're gonna see. I feel like we're gonna see a free-to-play multiplayer Far Cry game. We're gonna see is like a. Uh, we said this Royale. last week, Battle Royale. I can see that happening. No, I think they'll do that to Division first before they do that to Far Cry. Mm, that's a good point. Because that one's only multiplayer. Yeah, And, and Far Cry is ha- a single player game, for the most part. Uh, yeah, uh, single player co-op. They've, yeah, yeah, co-op. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's a game that I'll play when it comes out. I'm not, like, counting down the days yeah. for it. So, uh... Yeah. I think I'm kind of over Far Cry, to be honest. Like, unless they just completely transform, like, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, getting Giancarlo Esposito is awesome, but, like, not enough to bring me into this game. Um, it would probably take one of you guys to be like, hey, can you please play this with me or co-op <laughs> this with me? I might, And then I might consider it for half a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, man. I haven't played since 4. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> it was a good game. Yep. You're good there. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see more, and we'll hear more from this. Uh, another game that's sort of getting the same. Oh, actually, no, I'm actually excited for this yeah, next game. This one, uh, Dying Light Two had a stream. Finally, they've, been, they've had they've had they've been consistent with giving us information about Dying Light Two. So um, shout out to that team for doing that. But yeah, what you guys think about you know this, this gameplay uh, uh, that we saw this past week? I didn't see all of it. Uh, I know James definitely yes. did, so I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about that. Yeah, James, what uh, what'd you think? So I think the thing that I enjoyed the most about looking at the Dying Light 2 was that this feels like a real sequel. Um, Not in the mm. fact that you're just continuing on the story, but like all of the gameplay elements from the original Dying Light feel like they've been expanded upon. Mm-hmm. And in between like expanding out the world or the abilities or how you approach combat um even dealing with the whole zombie infection like the uh the gameplay hook in this case is that everyone is infected um and so you have to really manage that whole who's going to become a zombie is anybody going to become a zombie like if you don't get your medicine in time kind of like that um was like dead rising Mm-hmm. Isn't that a reveal, like, at the end of that first game? Like, you find out that everyone's been infected the whole time, and then if you die... Am I thinking of a different it's zombie? It's been so many mythos? different... So many years, man. I don't remember. Okay. 
Sorry, I remember there, there being like a big reveal in that that vein, and I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that turn hmm. in this game. Um, I'm sorry. I go mean, ahead. that might be the case. You could be completely right, but it gave me it gave me that uh, that Dead Rising like keep eye on your Zombrex kind of thing. Hmm. But um, the game just felt so alive. Um, I feel they've they've taken a lot of time developing the sequel, and it shows. So I'm I'm really excited for it personally. Um, combat looks fun, guns look Very fun, cool. parkour looks refined and smooth. I'm excited. Mm. I'm the same. I'm boat. very excited for this as well. Oh, yeah, ahead, I was gonna say like, I really, I really enjoyed the first game, uh, and mm. like to the point where like I played it when it launched, and then like a couple years later, I think Rod, you picked it up, and you were looking for a co-op partner. I was like, oh, let me, let me jump back in this game. I, I had a good time playing it, and. Mm -hmm. When I say this, like, the game, like, just the experience was different because, like, they overhauled so many systems in that game. Like, this is a team that, like, if something's not, if something's not working in the game, like, they have no problem, like, just, like, fixing it. So, no, like, it's cool fine. to see that they've gotten so much of a jump with the sequel where, like, just like you said, James, like, this, this game, like, it looks like an actual sequel because they built on so many systems that worked when they revamped Dying Light the first mm -hmm. time. Uh, because, like, like, fighting against the humans, like, the humans were stupid. Uh, when the game launched, and like they did this this patch like halfway through the life cycle, where like they they fixed the AI, and like it it was to me that second playthrough playing co op with you, Rod. Uh, it just it, the game just felt different. I didn't like it. It's something where like I had to like sort of like sit back and like think, did I play this game the first time or was <laughs> that a fever dream? All right. Yeah. This, this I, I just think this game is really impressive. Like the first one, um, I, I just blew me away. Like it, it sounded like such a cool concept. Techland kind of scared me away with Dead Island, but then brought me back instantly with with this. Um, and hearing you, James, say that like this one looks so refined and expanded, that's really all I want from my sequels. Like you know, bring back all the concepts by all means, but like you know, expand on some of those those core ideas because there were a few areas that I think Dying Light could improve on even though it is an exceptional game. It's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that this this looks like a fresh coat of paint, uh, the mechanics look fresh. Uh, I love that the parkour looks smoother, Ooh, seems smoother so to me. Smooth. Um, I, like, I, I, I'm really excited about this, like probably more than reasonable, <laughs> but like it, it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, this is the so, sequel I'm looking for. This is the one I want this year. Are we getting this this yeah. year? Yeah. Did no. we get a date? I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think this game is going to come out this year. <sighs> Fine. That's my take. <laughs> I mean, it's been like February eight years. February 2022 like... is my guess. Oh, okay. I thought you had a number. Never mind. No. <laughs> Let's see. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. I see. I feel like we'll get it eventually. And like it shows like, you know, the developers have, have been showing off a lot over the past couple of months. So they have, you know, good on them. Like, I feel like this is there. They are on like the right track for this game to come out. So it'll, it'll come when it, when it comes. I'm seeing December. December 7th. Oh, is that the official date? That's what's on the website. Oh, OK. So we'll see if that changes. Yeah, I was going to say at the same time, though. I'm telling you, February 2022 is going to be my my guess. That's when we're getting the, um... Oh, I almost said Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, that game? Right, never mind. We'll see. Perhaps. February will we'll give it a shot. But I'm thinking December. It says December. So hopefully we'll get it this year. Crossing my fingers. Yeah. What else we got, Chris? We have... Uh, we're doing... 
we could probably skip that last one. Right? Oh, I, I, oh, dang! I at least wanted to shout it out. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. You want to talk about the sonic bling that they showed? Oh, that uh, see, and I was I was trying to like <laughs> fast forward to that part, but yeah. So there was a sonic stream. Uh, showed off Sonic Colors, which is a really solid <laughs> Sonic game. Don't do that. That was a what? good it's game, a Sonic... Roddy. It's a no, really, it's no, a good no, game. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that, like, this, this stream starts... So first of all, the, the sick irony is that, like, is the only one I watched live. No, I watched Horizon 2 live. Uh, Ooh. But, like, I watched this live, and, and I fucking don't know why. Like, I didn't... <laughs> Like you, you I don't did, know why you did that I did to yourself. Even I knew. I did no. You're right. I did. I can. I can't blame anyone but myself. And then when it started, it was just. <laughs> so like it started with with Sonic being in this Olympic Games. Like that was like I, the thing, right? Like that's just fucking how it started. And Sonic looks so goddamn creepy. Like he looks like uh, a human being, kind of, but with like a hedgehog face. And it's just fucking weird. Like why is he doing shot put? Why is Sonic okay? Sonic's running track. That seems almost unfair. And then right. it's and oh, wait. Then, and then is this a real thing? No, it's a real thing, dude. It's not. It's not a joke. Like I thought it was a joke at first. This is real. Wait, what are you talking like, about right now? Are, are, so, it's, on, so it's, the, it's on the screen if, if you're watching. It's on the screen. It, yeah. Like it, it's it's the Olympic game. Like so, oh. the Olympics, the Tokyo thing. Yeah, dude, it's fucking weird. Oh, the like, Sonic and Mario Tokyo Olympics. No, but this no, is like no, the no, Olympic no, no, Games no, official. No, no. <laughs> This this is like real people, like me and you, oh. like on the track doing shit, and it's Sonic. It is a Sonic. It's a mascot. It's like, it's like it's someone like, in a mascot. Yeah, suit. Dude in a Sonic suit. It's so fucking weird. Anyway, so that's how it started. So I already, I already knew I was in for some bullshit. Wow, I, like, I didn't <laughs> see this before. Hey, it's yeah. available June twenty second. on him though. You talk, you're talking about like getting games this year. Here you go. <laughs> it was fucking weird so i love it though i kind of love how fucking dumb like all of this was um I, so we want to talk about like substantial things because we're like way running way way long yeah. i don't want to wrap this up um but like sonic colors yeah you got yeah it, sonic colors cool right like that's awesome i was really looking forward to sonic mania too didn't see shit didn't didn't care beyond that they did actually reveal a new sonic thing at the very end if you care about sonic still like they have a new it's not an adventure stop it roddy they're no, they're like, no dude sonic is like, not oh, wait, good we got, now we, <laughs> like, we got we got one more thing to show i was like oh yeah 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 snap. and it was like 15 seconds we didn't even get a title there was nothing we don't know what the fuck it is although there is a significant leak if you really are curious about it um is it the sonic movie too but, no, no, it's like an actual oh, game. Okay. It's it's a new Sonic. It's not game. like it's, a Sonic licensed movie game, is it? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's a Sonic original. <laughs> Take that, I guess, for what it is. It's just Sonic dr like running in a forest and like making a weird alien sign in the grass. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all it is. That's all we got. Um, Sonic Unleashed so, Two. You know what? It's funny. So that's actually one rumored that like it's not Unleashed Two, but it's like using a mechanic or something from Unleashed, apparently. I don't know which one. Wasn't that just the warehouse? Um, no, no, no. There was something else with that. It was like a super speed mode or super boost or something like that. Oh, I, I don't run know. faster mode? <laughs> you run faster, yeah. <laughs> Sonic um, boom. So that, that was really it. Like, I mean, you sh want to shout it out. It was ridiculous uh, in some of the best ways. Like I said, Sonic Bling. If you're interested in Bling, they actually showed that on stream. Um, <laughs> like 24 karat. Shadow or tails, like what the you fuck? You pass that on anyway. right now. 
I want it. Yeah. It's it's wild. So anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> those are the streams <laughs> from this past week. Um just just a just a couple like two stories to, to knock out. Uh Valve, you know, is in in, in, in talks of like putting out a a, a a Valve portable, a uh some sort of a Steam Switch. Steam Switch type of thing. I wonder if it's uh, just as sturdy as their Valve uh, their own Valve uh, controller. Mm, I mean... Because <laughs> we all know how long that lasted. I mean... This will make this, don't they? Nope. Uh-oh. I think that only lasted like six months. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've done things hardware-wise that they have given up on. But so and, and I I read this hi- headline and I was like so they if if you're in the market for devices like this there are like portable PCs uh, that you can purchase now that can pretty much do this but this will be something that will specifically be designed to run uh, Steam um, to run Steam games off of uh, Linux and if they can get the supply chain. Uh, so we said these uh, these parts are scarce. Uh, if they could get the supply chain going, they could launch by the end of the year. So, uh, what that means, who knows? What does that mean? That will they support this? Who knows? Like mm-hmm. I said, their track record isn't the best with this, but uh, it is something sort of to you know bring up. And the second story is um, once again uh, we we typically try not to talk about. Uh, rumors, but this is something that has been like it's it's at this point like retailers are leaking stuff now. It, it's inevitable. Yeah. 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 So uh, the, the the Pro Switch, Super Switch. Uh, what are the names of people saying? I like um, the Switch Pro. Switch Pro. No, I hate I hate that that's like a tag that they do now. Everything well, the upgraded version is the Pro, pro version. version. Hey, yeah. do you remember the new 3DX XL? It, yeah, they added the word new. Okay, that's not a good one either. Exactly. <laughs> so, would you rather have the word "new" stuck in front of it or "pro" be oh, normal? I like just I like, use super. Use super. I like super, super Nintendo. You know what? Super That's Nintendo fine. Switch. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it looks like there's going to be an announcement, and it's being tipped that'll be uh, June third. Which I guess, shit. I guess at this point, <laughs> uh, if, you're, yeah, if you're listening now. to this, you'll know you'll know immediately if we were right or wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, and, and this is why we don't like you know. You know, uh, talk about like, exactly. Yeah. So, um, pre-orders could go live June fourth, but that's like if all of this is true. Um, I just want to see the specs. Hopefully, it's a good price. Uh, I think. What's a good price yeah. for you? A good price. A good price for me for a Super Switch would be. I would want four hundred, but it, like I'm not paying. I'm not paying anything more. I'm not paying anything more than four fifty. You're right. I want three fifty. I think four hundred would be fair. Yeah. But I would like 350. I think it's 400. That that's yeah. what I think. Mm-hmm. I'd love for it to be lower, honestly. I'd love, I'd love that. that. But I, I don't I think I was it will thinking be. of a price drop for the regular Switch to 200 and then the new Switch to be 300. But which you is think... something they've done in the past. So I can see that. They do, do you that think it the... still do the Switch? Yeah. Uh I think they'll sell off whatever supply left they have. Mm. That's what they Kinda do like with the, the 3DS. Yeah, with the 3DS and the 2DS. Yeah, so, uh, like we said, this may be something 
that may mean nothing tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the news for this week. Uh, let us know if we missed anything. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on social media. Like I said, follow us. Should I play that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, everywhere? Uh, but let's jump into the topic for the evening. Hmm. Uh, you know, we we talk about indie games a lot on this show. Like you, some may say too much, but I mean at this no what? <laughs> but at, listen, <laughs> listen, you you people that only play your AAA games, you're the ones that are crying in the streets right now. You're the ones saying, oh, you know these game these games aren't coming out. You're just saying these games aren't coming out. You're saying that these games are, are too similar. Mm-hmm. There's no innovation, or um, I don't know. You're saying it's too expensive. What else can we say? There's a lot of complaints about AAA games, as well warranted. But um, it's it's that's all on you if you're not open enough to play indie games. Like that's, at, at this point, that is at, that is a choice that you're making to not open up your your <laughs> horizons and play something different. So um, yeah, this week we're gonna talk about hidden gems <laughs> of the uh, just the indie game scene, and not necessarily. And I think we should clarify not necessarily like the what we think the best indie games of all time are, but what we think are indie games that should have be talked about more or deserve a little bit more shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I guess we could sort of start this off with, I guess, what makes... I guess what makes an indie game, because that's something right. that, you know, we, we had to, like, sort of talk amongst each other and sort of discuss, like, what, what is an indie game? So an indie game technically is a ind- independent video game... Uh, uh, development team that's for the most part it's going to be either a couple of people or it's going to be a small development team so it's not like ubisoft or rockstar who's going to have like hundreds of people working on a game but it's right. typically going to be like a couple of people working on a game and the the main caveat is that um if it's published by a bigger publisher that they have like no input like they're just publishing the game mm-hmm. right so you know those two things are primarily what you look for if you're looking for quote unquote indie games, and um, like we like we've been saying for a while, like this is where you need to be right now. Like these these if you're looking for creativity, if you're looking for something different, this is where you need to be. Yep, uh, indie games have been our game of the year for the past few years, um, and my personal game of the year. They're almost always like my top, my personal number one. A good example, if you're confused about the definition that Chris just gave, like a good example of this is Supergiant Games. They're an indie studio. Uh, Bastion was published by Warner Brothers, but they it, the game was already made, so they only distributed it, really. And then after that, Supergiant began self-publishing all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a, necessarily a studio. Some people might think, like, oh, that's not indie because I know about it. But, like, no, it really is. And it's, like, comprised of a studio of, like, 20 people, barely. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like we said, we're gonna go through games that we feel don't get a lot of shine. So you know, no, no Hades. Um, <laughs> even though Rod, go play Hades. <laughs> even though, even yes. though you should, yeah, even though you should go play it. Um, right now. We're 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 gonna we're gonna talk about games that just you know you should check out that should be relatively cheap at this point, um, and it's it's just a good time. So, Elena. Uh, let's go. Let's start off with you. What are what are your indie indie gems? 
Uh, my indie gems are Manifold Garden, which is a let's say like a 4D puzzle game because it messes with space and time and uh, colors as well. So it's it makes you really think. It's such a challenging puzzle game that no no one solution is very like straightforward. You've really had to put some like thought into it and with the and how they mess with space and your sense of direction it makes it really challenging in a good way I still haven't beaten it yet but I have seen the ending and it's pretty crazy to the point of a seizure warning with all the colors and flashing uh, lights and stuff and then my second game is The Last Campfire by Hello Games you play as a camper who is on a journey to somewhere. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending because it made me cry a lot, but um, you go through the world and you help other lost campers, or you don't have to. You can just walk past by them. And... Um, hmm. You have uh, this guardian who you light up the campfire, and if you help enough people, they will also join you at the very end. And so you go through this world, and there's someone following you, but you don't know who it is. Because it has the outline of a camper, but you don't know who it is. And then you meet the big boss, and then it turns out to be somebody that you've been reading their journal entries all along and then you talk with them and then they join you to the end which that might be a story spoiler or yeah story spoiler but I think the journey along will make you tear up especially with some of the lost campers don't want to be saved and you're like but I'm on this journey you need to come with me and it makes it really sad. Hmm. And then I think and it's on Android and console and PC for the last campfire. I think Manifold Garden Garden is just on PC and console, but you could get last it's camp on, campfire hey, everywhere. Hey, hey. I was like, don't don't disrespect uh Apple Arcade. arcade. Look, <laughs> yeah. I tried playing uh what was it? What was the name? Let me look at it. Sar Sayonara. Sayonara? Yep. I tried playing that on phone, and it's really hard to, like, get cut, like, sharp corners. Yeah, I, I had to, like, finish that game on the controller. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I played, like, a, like a, I, maybe, like, the first level or two, like, with a like, touch. Mm -hmm. And it's trash. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, un it's almost unplayable for the, like, the That's last fine. half of the game. But Last Campfire luckily does not have such tight controls because it's just mainly puzzles that you're doing. I love puzzle mm -hmm. games, by the way. Like, puzzles are my thing. And then my last game is Gris, which it did get an award back in 2018 or 19 for uh, games for impact or whatever. Because uh, you play as a young girl who just lost her mother and you go through the five stages of grief. And then... Um, uh, 
you are constantly bat battling your inner self of uh, like constant doubt and stuff and so you're fighting this entity that is essentially you and then you uh, overcome it. It's like your grief in a way. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if that's ever been explained because there is no um, no one talks in that game. It's only music and oh my god, it's so gorgeous. It's it's it it's, like a, uh, it's music. Like it's uh, colors. Yep. It, it's music. It's colors and it's visuals. Like yep. it's all um, like told through it, the story is is exp like kind of told to you implicitly through the environment mm -hmm. because you occasionally run across like um, large statues of like your mother of the actual subject. Right. Um, and it's kind of explaining the story in the background to you. So um, somewhat up to interpretation, but a lot of it is plainly laid out. Um, it, it's quite a good game. I, I played it myself. Um, and and I echo pretty much everything Elena said up to this point. Like it, it's, it's pretty now, cool. Each color of the level represents what stage of uh, grief you're on. Hmm. So, like, the first stage um, is just black and white, and then whenever you go to the next stage, you have red, which is anger. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you go into the next stage, there's green, and then blue, yellow, and then... I forget what the last color was. That was it. But yeah, then it just unfolds into this beautiful colored world, and then you... Uh, except that your mother passed away, then you can move on. I <clears throat> highly recommend that game. It's very short. Most of these games are pretty short, but except for Manifold Garden, that one's pretty long if you get stuck in puzzles. But you can finish Gris in a night. You can finish uh, Last Campfire in like two days. That's not a bad time commitment, boys. Yeah, Manifold Golden is just really... I think it's long just because of the complexity of the puzzles if you get really stuck and you don't want to look up the answers. Mm-hmm. So. Those are my three. Cool. I have plenty of others. Like, I didn't mention Sinar Wild Hearts because that's always... That will always be my top favorite, but I really mm -hmm. do enjoy these three games. Nice. Good choices. Yep, good choices there. All right, James, what you got? Well, to go in a completely different direction, <laughs> there is very little reconciliation or story <laughs> or anything going on, especially in this first game. Um, Chris, if you're going to put this one up, I want to give you a quick seizure warning. If you are like prone to flashing lights, there are a lot of them in this first one. Um, this first game is taking you back to 2009, a little uh, dollar Jim, I found on the um, Xbox Live Arcade called I Made a Game with Zombies in It. <laughs> Did a fifth so, grader make this game? Um, no, actually one man goes by the name of James Silva. Shout out to the Jameses out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so this is a top-down twin-stick shooter. Very simple. Four-player co-op. Um, but really, the main appeal to me is the, the music, like you guys were saying about Grease. Except... Um, this is just this guy singing a song about how he made a game with zombies in it. <laughs> and as this happens, you are being attacked by said zombies. You pick up power-ups like shotguns, flamethrowers, um, 
machine guns and all the other stuff, and you're just trying to survive to the end of the song. Very simple concept, only cost you a dollar. I think, well, the video I'm watching now is like 14 minutes long, so assuming you survived that long, really short game, but just a fun, random romp, uh, classic early Xbox Live arcade goodness, like some of arcade fun. Mm, love yeah. it. So, yeah, it's just one of the things that that I really love about indie games. You can take a very done to like death concept and just put a fun little twist on it. And now you got something that I remember forever, apparently. <laughs> um, and sticking with that same theme, I really did enjoy that year, like 2009, 2010. That was like a, my eye opening year for indie games. Mm. So I want to move on to my next game, which was um, Dishwasher the Dead Samurai. Wow, that is a blast from the yeah. past. Yeah, made God. by the same guy, yeah. actually. Wow, uh, okay. Scott Studios, James Silva. Um, this one is a side-scroller beat-em-up in the style of games like um, like Ninja Gaiden, Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. If you guys know me, you know I love that style of game. But it also managed to throw in little bits of, um, of uh, rhythm action, I guess, like a Guitar Hero-esque game. So you can go into these, um, as you make your way through these levels, chopping up um, bodyguards and teleporting around the map, you can also just kind of break out into guitar solos in certain areas. And again, just more um, awesome music just to keep you moving, keeps you um, running through the levels, keeps you amped up. Just a fun, like, stress reliever. I love these kind of games. Me and my friends stayed up longer than I'd like to admit, like, um, school nights or whatever, just making your way through trying to see what the rest of this game holds you can play with like two cleavers you pick up um, dual swords of course the guitar i was mentioning before earlier just a a fun bloody combat filled good time no no deep story if there if there is i didn't read it um (laughs) the story is told in like comic book panel style cutscenes you get like the yellow text box but again just something fun something simple but some one of the things I really enjoyed about indie games because you wouldn't see this like getting AAA marketing or anything like that. But it doesn't need it. You go right. in, you do some combos, you pick up some items, you get that endorphin rush, and, and you're good. Again, another short game, but um, one I definitely recommend you checking out. I don't know if you can still buy this one. To be honest with you, I don't know how <laughs> that works with the Xbox Live Arcade anymore. Might be able to find it on your um your series or xbox one so definitely give it a shot yeah the, the the sequel i think is is more widely available uh dishwasher vampires okay See, there you go roddy roddy knows what's up <laughs> it's a good one. i mean i remember th- this game came out and i i, I it really associated the dishwasher with like early xbox live arcade mm-hmm. like I, i'm pretty sure this is like the first thing i saw from them um, and I was just amazed because the visual style of this game was unlike anything I had seen before. Like, on a game of this scale. I was just like, it blew my mind. So it's cool that you brought this up. Oh, yeah. Actually, the sequel is available on Steam. I'm looking at cool. it right now. $10. Um, and to round out that same era of just like, yes, indie games are dope. Um, I went with one by Twisted Pixel. This one's called Comic Jumper. So, Twisted Pixel, for me, was really known for games like The Maw um, and Splosion Man. Mainly Splosion Man, mm. which was like a, uh, a puzzle platformer. 
but this is a 2.5D, another beat-em-up side-scroller. But I really enjoy the uh, the humor that this game injects into itself. Not always the topics, because let's be honest, it was a different time. <laughs> and some of the jokes mm. are kind of like, all right, guys, really? Now? Mm. However, um, just like the physical humor that's in this game, um, the interaction between the, uh, what's his name, Captain Smiley and his little star. He has on the chest, I forget his name now. Their dynamic's a lot of fun. Um, there's even, like, their arch nemesis. His name is just Brad. <laughs> and when he shows up on screen, they're like, this background music, like, it's the Bradster. Like, oh, yeah, cool Brad. <laughs> just, like, ridiculous, like, Chad-type stuff like that. It was just a, it's just a fun time. Really simple game. But um, it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it knows what it wants. It wants to be a comic book. It wants to be a comedy. And it hits both of those. So... Another one I would just, I would recommend people check out or watch a, a playthrough of even, get a better feel for the kind of game this was. But yeah, small projects, indie game stuff was what I was really into back then. Classic action, violence, that sort of stuff. I was a simple kid. Nice. Simple kid. It's wholesome. wholesome. Nice and wholesome video gaming. <laughs> play, play, this, play this on Saturday morning. I can see it. Yeah, it's a Saturday morning exactly. cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna go into my list here. Um, Chris, don't get too mad at me. I'm gonna try to go through this kind of fast. I know you're on the boards right now, uh, mm -hmm. switching like a madman. Um, all right, so uh, the first thing on my list is uh, Thumper, actually, which is a game I have brought up before, but I, it's a game I don't feel like I hear a lot of people actually talking about, um, which is strange because I think it's really, really awesome. Um, this is also out on, I would say, damn near everything, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, uh, it's on VR. Mm -hmm. um, I've I've played it on both VR and and just regular console, um, and it's one of those rare experiences where like I actually really value both. Um, I do like uh, the VR experience specifically because it, of course it, it just envelops you in like this dark atmospheric, almost nightmarish like scenarios that it is thrusting you into literally. Um, but but also just playing it regularly allows me to kind of zone in just kind of deeper in a way that the VR experience, I'm just too busy being like enraptured in everything around mm. me and maybe not like as precise with the gameplay. That might just be me. But um, I say all that to, to, to say that the, the atmosphere of Thumper is, I think, super unique um, and incredible for something that is basically just a rhythm action game that consists of like a few buttons uh, and, and a, a couple other like directional mechanics. Uh, it's just... It's very striking in its imagery. Uh, again, it's very like hellish nightmare scape sort of um, almost bug-like uh, entities that are kind of floating through space. You're playing like a space beetle mm -hmm. that's uh, just riding this this very long road uh, through the cosmos, and it's just it's excellent. Like you know, I don't know um, if I imagine this game would be very interesting if I were to play it drunk. Not you know, saying you should do that. But if, you know, you, you partake in the substances, it might not be so bad. Um, I was going to say, there's other substances I feel like playing this game would be a life-changing experience. Perhaps. Or perhaps. Or ending. Or, or ending. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 Or ending. Right. I have no actual yeah, experience. Right. I know some people... I know some people might be like, oh, sure. No, I really don't. So don't talk to me about that. I really don't know. Um... 
So, uh, the other game that I thought was really cool here to bring up is Frozen Synapse. So, Frozen Synapse is a game from, like, 2011, I think. Uh, and it's, it was made by this, this studio called Mode 7 Games. Uh, very small. I think it was made by just a few people here. Um, and it's really cool because it is an asynchronous multiplayer game. So, think of it like Rainbow Six, if Rainbow Six was, like, top-down... Uh, and again, asynchronous instead of like you're playing together. So the, the idea is that you have a squad and you have a certain number of moves that you can make like in the room. And uh, you basically make all the moves you can. And like say I would like if James and I were playing, like I would make a move. James would make a move. He would maybe send one of his soldiers to a corner. Maybe I would send one of my soldiers to a corner. Maybe James would then make uh, one of his uh, people fire. Um, you know, in a particular direction, and maybe I take up the defensive position through cover. But the point is, like, I'm making my moves, and I can't quite see what he's doing yet. Um, but then at the end of all the, the like, the turns, it, it all plays out simultaneously. So you see all the moves that you make, and one fell swoop once you, they are all, they've all been made at that point. That was a concept that, like, broke my brain at the time that I came <laughs> across it. I was like, I don't get how this is happening right now but i love it and it's like it was super super addicting um the music was really cool a game will get me all the time if it has good music this game could fucking suck but it has a good soundtrack and i might stick with it for like a few extra hours um and i remember that sticking out a bit um as well as the visual style very basic very simple kind of tron-esque in in some ways Mm -hmm. but uh but that does not like that is not a, a derision of of the game like it is it, it fits what it, you're going for um so a, a lot of there was a single player modes you could play it multiplayer with other people live um so you could be kind of making you could make a turn like one day come back tomorrow and the person made their turn it was like like that kind of almost like when you play chess online mm. um and that's that's essentially what this game felt like rainbow six with chess um so very cool experience that I don't hear much of. Uh, they did release a sequel for this, as well as a Vita game, actually. But um, I don't, yeah. But I don't think that um, it was, you know, very well received, or it just didn't get again a lot, a lot of attention. And I never felt like I felt like Frozen Synapse got a little bit of buzz when it came I out, do remember but this. I just. Yeah, but I, I never hear people, like, talk fondly about it now. Like, 10 years later, like, no one ever talks about it, and I, and I still think about it, like, on occasion. And I've, I've played it, I played a few matches, like, a few couple years ago, like, on my Steam account, and um, I thought it was just as engrossing as ever. Um, the third game is To the Moon. Oh, the my dome. goodness, I uh, love that game. To the Moon is phenomenal. Um, this game really kind of changed the way that I, uh, you know, it it just, it sort of recontextualized what story or narrative meant to me in a, in a video game and like how powerful it is. There, there are certain stories that I've come across in my life in video games. Like I generally think that like, just when we look at, you know, Chris talked a lot about AAA stories uh, or just AAA games in general and how kind of, um, you know, uh, homogenous they can be at times. And, uh, you, I tend to forget that like, oh yeah, stories in games can be like actually compelling sometimes. I think we're getting like better stories or at least stories that are trying more, but it's very rare to me that like I get 
what I would consider to be like truly unique stories or something that would be like prestige television or something like that. Like I'm not getting, we're not getting the wire like in a video game or the Sopranos or something like that. Um, and I'm not saying like to the moon is on that level, but what I am saying is that like video, it was a game that made me think like video games can actually achieve like great emotional height in a story. So the idea behind this game is that uh, you play, uh, you st- or the story follows a, a pair of scientists or doctors, I should say, uh, who offer to fulfill a man, a dying man's last wish using artificial memories. Um, now that already sounds like fucked up. Like in just in terms of like, oh man, I'm going to cry at the end of this. Um, like I'm not a crier really. Um, that's not me trying to be Mr. Tough guy. That's just like, I have a problem. Um, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it, but this this game though almost got dusty in the room a couple times. Almost got dusty here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, towards the end, there are it does some really cool things with playing with time. And I'm already a sucker for like uh, time travel stories. Um, and it's not necessarily time travel exactly here, but they do things that are akin to it. Uh, that relate back to this man uh, and his and what his wish actually is and how the doctors can go about fulfilling it. Uh, and I found it to be poignant. Uh, I found it to be meaningful and, and have significance beyond just like the time that I spent with it. It made me reflect on like kind of my own life in, in certain ways. Uh, and I think any piece of fiction that can do that is worth a shout out in this area. So, yeah, great, great game. To the moon. And it's, it's available on the Switch right now. Amazing. Yep, it is. Absolutely. Uh, the sequel, yes, is on. Oh, this to the moon is on the yep. Switch uh, as as of right now, and the sequel is supposedly coming to Switch. Uh, like I think soon. I think um, last time I heard it was supposed to be this year, so that would be cool. Um, it, it is available on Steam right now. So uh, if you are interested in to the moon, I highly, highly recommend checking it out. Um, just I wanted to throw in just a quick uh, honorable mention. I talk about it all the time, so probably not appropriate for hidden gems. But I just feel like people don't talk about it enough, and I think that game is outer fucking oh, wilds. Yeah. Like, come on, man! Like, <laughs> it, like people. You know what? I think that's I think that's fair enough to that, that was fair enough to be on this list. That's a game that people oh, people should play. Well, fuck me then, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I honestly think that that game it it, it got a lot of critical praise, but you know, I, I just don't feel like it is, it is, it's not mainstream. And I think just by nature of the kind of game it is, I don't think it ever will be. And I'm okay with that. Like, it is such a spectacular fucking experience. Like, it is one of my favorite games of all time, uh, bar none. Like, if I had a, a top five, I think this is, it's in there. Mm-hmm. I just have never played anything that just engrossed me so quickly from beginning to end. Like, there was never one moment where, I was like frustrated or lost or like, I mean, I was definitely lost, but like, you know, it was never, I was always intrigued. I've I've never, so I talked earlier about Famicom Detective Club and how like, you know, I enjoy kind of following along with the mystery and being in the detective's shoes and like kind of feeling like I'm, I'm participating in that mystery. Outer Wilds literally does that. You are the protagonist. You are figuring things out in real time. The game doesn't really hold your hand and say, now this is when this happened. Like, it doesn't do that at all. Like, you are actually finding out a lot of this stuff and making connections. Um, I'm not a, like, a, like I don't watch a lot of Twitch streams, but I watched uh, somebody, uh, well, actually one of my friends, go through the back, like, couple hours of this game. And it was 
so amazing seeing that light bulb go off and watching him recognize like some of the revelations that occur here. Um, it was just great. And then we had like an hour long, two hour discussion after he finished it. And we just, it was, it was, it was great. Um, I, I love that game. And I think people should play it. That's it. Chris, what you got? <laughs> Yo, and I gotta say, all of your games have been like really solid. All, all great games, all games that you guys should definitely check out. Um, some of my games sort of like, they, I feel like they sort of, uh, so a mixture of what you guys have uh, already said. Um, but the first game that I want to talk about is a game that I've talked about before on the show, but like, uh, doesn't really get talked about too much because it's a, it's a weird game, if you want to call it a game. I'm talking about uh, Kind Words, uh, Lo-Fi Chill Beats to Write to which is essentially uh, a pen pal, not even a pen pal simulator, but it's like a, if you ever wanted to like just do good deeds or say nice things or uh, maybe give like words of encouragement, this is that type of game. It's essentially you as a character sitting in a room, listening to lo-fi music, and while you're sitting there, you're getting, you see like these uh, paper airplanes uh, like floating in the background. And when you click it, it's a message from a real person and it's either a word of encouragement it's either them saying um uh something that they're going through and you could like give them advice uh this like there's just it's, there's a lot that goes on but like it's super simple so uh, like... and, it's and it's exactly that it's just you just uh just inter interacting with people so like let's say uh you put out a letter like you had a rough day at work and you just want to vent you just want to be like hey yo this this person did this that and the third uh should, uh should i go to work tomorrow and like punch him in the face um then you know you throw your letter out there uh you know you the, the, i guess like for me it's always been something where I, I would throw a letter out and then come back like later like either the next day or like a week or a month from then and then just sort of seeing like the replies back that I'd get from people, and it's um, I think I, I I've sent out a letter talking about like how I I have a habit of putting too much on my plate, and how at the same time I do all the stuff and I still don't feel good enough, and just hearing like the kind words that people are like hey like don't overwork yourself or you're doing more than most people do so uh, you know you're ready a step of the, uh, ahead of the game so mm -hmm. uh, it's you know along with the themes of mental health this is a great game to sort of like it's not therapy but it's therapeutic you know along with the aesthetic of just lo-fi music which already in itself is relaxing and chill so uh definitely a game like i said if any of that sounds like remotely fun check it out uh it's relatively cheap you can find it on steam i think it's just on steam uh but it's uh yeah it's definitely a game that I find myself just coming back to it every now and then. It's very cool. Yep. So uh, that's that game. My next game is a game that sort of, you know, it's similar to Manif was it Manifold Garden? Um, mm -hmm. It's similar to that, whereas um, it's, it's a puzzle game. Uh, this next game is called Stanley Parable, which is a, it's like an interactive drama slash walking simulator slash puzzle game uh where it's you know you as a character um going through these environments while 
like sort of uh there's like a narrator uh mm-hmm. just talking the whole time so you're either listening to the narrator or just going off doing whatever you want to do and like the things that you do uh affect the world somehow it sort of changes the world uh your choices um sort of affect your run through and it's not i mean it's not really punished because this is the type of game where like you'll do a run through like of you in this office and then sort of like just it's it's also like a like a mind fuck sometimes because it's it's some solutions to certain puzzles is like oh wow like it's either in my face or it's like wow that's like really intricate so uh this is a game that it has its humor it has its dry humor if you mm-hmm. like uh games where um sort of similar to like portal or games that uh have like a a reactive narrator like bastion uh this is that game um but once again like i said you sort of have to like that type of humor um or you like puzzle games if, if any of that sounds great uh this is the game for you and uh, apparently for the past couple of years they've been working on a it's not a sequel but like a upgraded version of this game where there's like more endings there's more puzzles and um you know this is a small team i think it's like a like a single guy working on this or two people working on this game so uh they've said that this game will come out when it comes out we're supposed to get it 20 <laughs> we're supposed to get it 2019 and it's uh 2021 at this point so it's, it's done when it's, it's done. done it's done when it's done but i you know this is a game that i've i had a great time and um it's funny i think there's a steam trophy where it's like uh come back in seven years so oh, uh, I, I think it's 10 years is it 10 years yeah it's like it's like you know seven to ten years mm. and i think it's been long enough for me to go back to this game so i was trying to wait for this you know upgraded version to come out but you know just me talking about this game again like i'm probably gonna play this in the next couple of weeks so <laughs> stanley parable is definitely a game uh you know worth checking out and my last game is a game that you know we've talked about uh we haven't talked about this game specifically but um our game of the year uh, a couple years ago was um, Hotline, no, Hotline Miami. Katana, Katana Zero. Zero. Yeah. And, you know, that game, that game, Katana Zero was a game that, like, I, I think that was, like, the indie game that, like, sort of got me to, like, sit down and be like, yo, like, these indie, like, I, I want games that, like, if, if it has, like, a story, like, I want it to tell me the story. I don't want it to, like, feel like it has to, like, hold back. Just just give me the story. And, like, find a, a clever way to, like, mesh that with gameplay. Um, so, this next game uh, that, or my last game, is called Akane, which is a top-down arcade hack-and-slash game where it's, like, an arena arcade slasher where you have uh, pretty much enemies that either that, that die in one hit or they can kill you in one hit so it's that type of thing where it's uh it's it's pretty fast paced but it's fun at the same time and it, like it's, it's giving you a story while you're doing all of that um i i feel like this game i've always seen it for like dirt cheap yeah, and on, Switch. on Switch, on PC, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that like the the amount of fun that you could have with this game. Like I always feel bad, I'm like yo, like I bought this game for like ninety seven cents. <laughs> like I I I would have been okay paying like you know ten twenty dollars for this because of just like how simple it is. But then at the same time, 
Like, it's just, it's fun. Like, the whole mechanic of, like, killing things in one hit gives you that power. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, you being able to die in one hit is, you know, also like that, you know, you're on your toes the whole time. That hot by Miami mm-hmm. balance. That's cool. Yeah, so this game has, like, you know, it has, like, a cyberpunk art style. Uh, so, you know, things sort of like, you know, Blade Runner or Akira. Um, I think like there's like a uh, like a Ghost in the Shell reference or like there's an influence hmm. in this type okay. uh, in this game, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it to me it like it really reminded me of Hotline Miami. So it's fast paced, it's repetitive, but at the same time like it's you know you die and then you sort of just you, you can jump back into the game and like all right maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't let these enemies like completely surround me or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're 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 it's arena based, so like you're you're pretty much in the set in the same area, but like after you get uh to a certain point, like you'll come across like a like I think there's like a tank enemy that it takes like two hits to kill him, and then you have like a boss enemy. So uh it's, like it's it's a game like it like I said, it's cheap, so it's it's pretty much giving you everything at like a, a at a fast pace. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a cane is something that like I've I've had on PC, I've uh, bought on Switch uh, because it was like super cheap, and I uh, you know I, it's something that like it's just just pick it up, try it out, and you like it's it's so cheap like it's 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 almost like the the whole Game Pass thing where it's like it's not even like you know it's it's like why yeah, wouldn't, why right. wouldn't you at that point. Yeah, but yeah, that's you know those those are my three games. I feel like all of the games that we've listed, like these are all solid games. Um, Absolutely. Dang, I just realized I was talking about the game and didn't have it on the screen the whole time. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Womp, womp. Oh womp. man, it's okay. It's late. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Roll up the roll the red carpet out. Uh, Elena, thank you so much yeah. for being on the show this week. No problem. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. And um, Rod and James, what you got for the people this week? Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Roddy will be filling you in on where you can find more of this amazing Should I Play That Goodness. Isn't that right, Roddy? Uh, that is correct. So uh, if you've liked what you've heard, go ahead and check us out on all of our streaming platforms. We are pretty much wherever you can get a podcast. We especially like Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps with our visibility. If you go ahead and give us a like, a rating, comment, uh, leave us that that feedback. It really helps with our visibility, and we appreciate that. And we appreciate you. Yeah, and this is a long episode, so shout out to the people that made it all the way through. Shout out to our Twitch viewers sticking it out with us watching it live and like i said like you know this is just the beginning i am working on stuff and you know you know catch these live shows um please follow us on twitter follow us on facebook we'll be giving some stuff out who knows what who knows you know when but you gotta be following you gotta be in it to win it so uh please check that stuff out and we will catch you guys next time stay beastly drink your water uh and, and and if you if you're vaccinated, go ahead and go go ahead. You can start hugging people now. Because I felt <laughs> when, Ron, when you said that, I felt that because um I I, I hung out with my sister the last uh this last week and we we're finally able to give each other a hug. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. There man. we go. Good stuff. So um catch you guys next week. Catch you guys on, you know, our social media. Let's talk about video games and let's just have some fun. So with that, 
We're out for another week. Peace. Peace. Bye. Play more indie games. <laughs> Jesus right, Christ. <laughs>